Oh, it's been a few weeks. I'm excited to hear about your uh, study of cryptography. I think you've been like looking a little more into that. A little bit, a little bit here and there. Yeah, trying to learn new things. You don't learn much. I feel like I feel like you're. Uh, I learn. I learn on my in my own. The fact stride. that you can read a book is very impressive. It just it blows my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you try. I, to do I read things. good. You do something. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I can't believe that you actually read. Hey everyone, this is John Seth, and you're listening to John Seth's World. That song was made by uh, God, what's his name? Uh, oh, DJ Skrilla. Mm. DJ Skrilla. Uh, mainly, I we've we've had that song on for a long time now. Uh, the intro, and I feel like I've never actually given him a shout out. So I felt like it was important today to do. You know, just out of kindness for him and uh, whoever the little uh, boy is saying the words in it. Might be just some random boy. I feel like I feel I feel like you went to the playground and like found some little like, boy. Hey, kid, hey you candy? little boy. <laughs> <I'm offering for laughs> Come, I have some recording equipment I want you to speak into. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be a... Oh. Sorry, DJ Skrilla. Well, that might be a new... That, that's like a startup thing. Like, it could be. That's right. Like you go to the playground. Recruiting, recruiting like kids from the yeah. playground to like... Do do your like voiceover work, dude. It's a highly eventful week. There's been a lot of things uh, to start. We actually uh, figured that we would start externalizing our notes a little bit, so we put a little website together, which is basically just the curated content that Sean puts together uh, for the weekly talk talkings mm-hmm. um, at MerkelReport.com. It's a direct ripoff of Drudge Report. Mm-hmm. You may notice <laughs> <laughs> there's literally they look zero a similar <laughs> zero creativity. Put into it. Zero. Yeah. But I think the content on it's pretty good. So MerkelReport.com. Yeah, MerkelReport.com. This show brought to you by me, MerkelReport.com. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, here's the thing. I do think that there is like a problem in Bitcoin and that the news uh, is re- it's really hard to find like what's credible, especially if you're new. Right. So, uh, you know, we figured we just kind of externalize our notes so that everyone can see the the stuff that we aggregate together, how we think about it, and uh, we put absolutely no effort into it, just like everything else we do, including the show. And, uh, and you know, you can go there if you want, kind of up-to-the-date news. Hopefully hopefully it remains up-to-the-date. If not, uh, then sorry. <laughs> I guess it is what it is. Well, that's just, that's just what you get. Too bad. <laughs> but there are, there's a lot of really good stuff that's happened this week. I, it, was, it was funny because I thought that I, I, what's funny when we started this a little site was that I thought that we would be like filling filling it out like ten times a day because it just feels like there's so much noise in Bitcoin. But when you're literally taking the news of the day for Bitcoin and putting it on a site, you kind of realize that there's like three to seven good stories a day. Yeah, not like forty. Yeah, which is interesting. I, I didn't I didn't realize that. It's not always like a lot of like different topics. And Reddit has been shit. Yeah, Twitter's pretty good, but I think I think it's hard to know. I- who to listen to. I think the space in terms of like following what's going on kind of changed within the last year, like especially the Reddit. Yeah. Like, everyone moved from Reddit to Twitter. And, uh, you know, I think, I think we're better for it as like, uh, as news goes, I think Twitter has been better, but Twitter is a fucking clusterfuck. It's hard to find anything on Twitter. Yeah. Well, it's a different, everyone's like talking to each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, everyone's talking to each other. Well, they're, they're sending, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, there's a chaotic element to it. It's not like a. It's like a. It's not. It's not a 
curated news so, thing. No, it's not. No, so anyhow, we, we we've uh, we've kind of put together this site and just tried to you know curate it, make it easy to find good articles. I think it's it's use, it's been useful for me, but it, I think it's going to also be useful for particularly noobs if they're trying to figure out where they can get some good information. And hopefully, given that we've been here a while, uh, we have good stuff for the OGs. Yeah, that means old guard. Old guard. Or I thought it, I saw I thought it stood for original gangsters. It, that's what the children think it stands oh. for. But uh, <laughs> older people like myself, it's the well, old guard. I'm a child. The <laughs> old the old guard. The OGs. The OGs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've been you've been doing a lot of like crypto crypto cryptographic uh, Re- reading on cr- cryptology cryptology. Oh, <laughs> cryptology. Just reading a That's little a bit. legitimate word, by the way. Cryptology? I, I, I absolutely. It is, I think it is, but it's it's something different. No, I don't think so. It's it's like... Uh, I think it's literally a synonym with cryptography. Cryptology? Isn't yeah. cryptology like the study of... Uh, Crypt- it, crypto- t- cryptography? No. <laughs> it's the study. <laughs> we study people who study cryptography. <laughs> it's the study of codes or the art of writing and solving them. So it's like Zelda. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Zelda is a is cryptology. Yeah. It, it, it's cryptology. Do you ever play one of those games? Cryptology. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> cryptology. <laughs> Get off the couch and do something useful. <laughs> do cryptology, ma. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. So, yeah, but you've been reading a lot on cryptography. Uh, you seem to know a lot about cryptographic I curves. I now, I what say the that. fuck is that? I, I would not say that. What's a cryptographic curve? Well, like a circle. It's it's not a circle. It's, it's like a circle. It's a uh, it, it's 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 a mathematical curve. Oh, thank you. Uh, where you like, it's the math that. <laughs> Bit- oh, well, it's you have no Bitcoin idea, do you? I, I have an idea, <laughs> but but I'm gonna have, to have 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 me explain it. Um, I mean, I've been just like reading some more about like um like some of the cryptographic properties, like like elliptic curve cryptography, like. I mean, this a lot of Bitcoiners know this already, right? But like, it's fairly new in like the world. Like a lot of the mathematics behind it, like the discovery of it, it's only a few decades old, um, and it's 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 research enough where we think that like it, it's 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 pretty um pretty durable in terms of like any flaw, you know, anything that would ever. Okay. Uh, so for another word, so in other words, on, what, on, on what a is curve, its, what is its goal? Uh, well, its 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 goal is to provide secure like cryptographic like whenever systems. I, whenever right? I see a cryptographic curve, I just see like this sort of logarithmic, sort of like whoop yeah curve going um, up and like rising like one of those uh, so going to the moon curves. Yeah. Well, a curve it's defined by uh, an equation, which is y squared equals <laughs> x cubed plus uh, ax plus b. Okay. And then you fill in like so so Bitco- so for Bitcoin, Bitcoin uses sec p two fifty six one k. So okay. a is zero and b is seven. So it's it's y squared equals x cubed plus seven. So that's that is the cur- that, that's like how ah. you define the curve. But you have other things that define the curve. So basically, you have a a point. So there's a point for Bitcoin that's like g, and then when you, your private key is like uh, generated, it's a random number. Yeah. So you so like that number times g will create a uh, another point on that curve, and that would be like your public key. So that's so it, it basically. You can have uh, a public key generated from the same private key, many, many different public keys, 
using that curve. So that's how you associate it. Is that the idea? Well, it, it's the idea that like it, um, for for a random number e times the generator point, yeah. you, you you get p. And why it's cool is be and by the way, all of these numbers are over a finite field. Yeah. Which means that um, it's not like all integers; it's only integers over like a set. So like you have like a, a set over a prime number. Right? Sean, where, where the, like this is like this is like that time George Costanza and Seinfeld stopped having sex mm -hmm. and got smart. Well, <laughs> I would say <laughs> that it's like for like a week. Is that what you've been doing? I haven't gotten like, laid in like in a few months, so that's that might be why. Really? Yeah, that's, that's probably what happened. What the fuck? Like what you? And so I, you, you first of all, I, I, you picked up I, reading I at some point. I don't and you like. I won't say I'm like. I, I may be wrong. You were my friend because you were illiterate. I, well, I learned how to read a little bit because I had to learn how to like read about like these. Did curves. you go to like one of those like inner city programs or something like that? <laughs> 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 I think I heard that there were curves involved. And I thought like maybe like curves on a woman. You're, you're thinking like, oh, I, yeah. I was like, oh, that I'm gonna, I want to learn about that. You know, interesting. You spent too much time at the gym to get laid. Yeah. I'm on <laughs> do, you know the, do you know the joke of like the 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 fortune bros like the like the guys that like go to the gym a lot they get like jacked. But like they can't talk, like they don't they don't talk to women or whatever, and like the, like they end up being like gay because they, they spend more time <laughs> they spend more time. No, it's it's a funny like it's a, it's like a meme. It's like a joke. They spend more time looking at other guys and comparing like muscles and like seeing like what they need to work on. Well, the, than looking the at other women. thing is I, funny, I know yeah. a lot of those guys. Like I don't personally know a lot of them, but I've seen a lot of those guys. Like I'll meet them places, and they oftentimes will end up dating girl gym bros. Mm -hmm. They're, they're girls who have more testosterone in them than any man I've ever met. Mm -hmm. Like, they, they have muscles bigger than mine, which isn't saying much. And But, like, 12 packs and, like, definitely hair under their lip, <laughs> which they don't, like, do anything about. Um, so, like, I, I just, I'm, I, I don't envy them, despite yeah. the fact that they look real good. Yeah. They're like, they're like museum pieces that date non-museum pieces. Yeah. I don't know if, if that was what they were going for. I think they thought they were going to get like mega hot chicks. Oh, like the, yeah. the guys. And then they well, end, but they just end up dating like women who are men. Well, they end up spending so much time at the gym that they end up meeting women who also are at the gym. Yeah. Happen to be those women. Right. Which just makes a lot of sense when you think about well, it. Well, I just like, I like the idea of like competing against your girlfriend for the most weight. Like, hey, look what I can do. Kaboom, kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> Thighs that can crush you. Oh. <laughs> I did like two UFC fighters, dude. Like dating. That's that's what I like. I think of girls at the gym have gotten like hotter though because they wear like like they have all these leggings with like cool patterns Bro. on them. The, uh, yeah, the, 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 you the like the gym the attire, yoga pants. The gym attire. You know what? We get the Lululemon for that. This show brought to you by Lululemon. Yeah, thank thank you, Lululemon. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, Lululemon had that thing where like they they made pants that were sheer and like girls would bend over in the gym and it mm -hmm. would show their underwear. And they had they got sued for that. Really? Yeah, big big lawsuit. But it was really funny because you go to the gym and like you'd have a girl like doing squats or uh, girl do squats. <laughs> girls do like, squats. No, they don't. Yeah, they do. No, they do. You're right. But like you'd have a, you'd have a girl doing squats or something like that. Just and, and then like she'd bend over and like it would just you know reveal her underclothes. Underwear. Yeah. Yeah. Which which was weird because I, I I was like, are they trying to do that? Is that the new style? And then they got sued. Mm. So interesting. I'm surprised that like, you I think like, they got sued. I don't actually like... know if that's true, but I think they got sued. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a feature of these some of these pants. Well, things. that's what I would do. I would wear them for that reason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. maybe, maybe maybe that also like helped women switch over to thongs versus like non thong underwear. Yeah. I don't know. That's what, what I wear. Yeah. 
Well, they're more comfortable. Uh-huh. And you can like you do the banana, the banana, the banana hammock, hammock yeah. thing, don't you? Like the the well, I mean, when you're when you're like a, a an entertainer for your body, yeah, or whatever form, <laughs> body you wear, a body entertainer. You wear you wear a banana hammock. Do you, do you feel like uh, a piece of meat, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> As a matter of fact, that's what I go for. That's, just that's, a, that's, that's a job. I've, that's yeah. a job I've chosen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyhow, back to to lib two fifty six. PK L- 11, 12, well, 9, li- well, ABC. Li- Libsec 256 Yeah, that one. One is the, the library yeah. that is in C. That is, that, that's, that's the actual programming library that Bitcoin uses. So okay. Like Peter Willa and like Maxwell, like these guys work, have been working on that. And, and that's for generating public keys. Well, that, well right? private no? public keys and signing. And signing. Okay. Yeah. So, so you also have to, you have to, you have to be able to sign off on like a message. Okay. Um, and that signature is what validates the transfer of, of Bitcoin. So okay. you sign, you actually you actually create a transaction, and then you, you, you would sign that transaction. Okay. And then stick that right. signature right in that baby. Boop, boop. And then, now that, that would be like a basic Bitcoin transaction. Um, and then, of course, like... You can do all sorts of other kinds of Bitcoin transactions. You can do all, all types of other things. Right. And we have like... As many... Yeah. As many as... Is it as many transaction? As many transactions. And... Multi-sig transactions. Yeah. And well, uh, and, well, yeah. You can do multi-sig. You can do. You can all. You know, all the all the, like the new segwit types. Right. Push to script. Oh hash. yeah. Uh, lightning. We have snore signatures coming up. Well, the new type of snore signature. Okay. Well, so what? So what? What? What distinguishes a snore signature from like other so signatures? Some of this, Some of the like how you construct a snore signature. I don't. I don't know that much about. <laughs> I can't say it. Sure. You can't say Schnorr without saying signature. Signature. <laughs> you like Schnorr signature. signature. Um so signatures before Schnorr, we, before we eventually yeah. we should we're probably going to have a limit. But before we have a limit, we use uh, ECDS ECDSA which is lifted curve digital signature algorithm yeah, which is a different algorithm to sign. And the reason that we do that and not, don't do Schnorr yeah. is because there was a patent on Schnorr. Really? And it wasn't it was unknown if like by using the Schnorr signatures there would be like a weird <laughs> thing going on there. Did I say it again? <laughs> you literally it's can't hard. say it. You're like <laughs> Schnorr signature. Yeah. Schnorr signature. <laughs> oh my god. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. But so like I said, I don't, I don't Where did know. you learn that? You might be spewing FUD. I'm pretty sure that's I'm pretty sure that's the case. Why like, would, like that's who was using it that patented it? Um is it like is it a patent or like a there was some type of legality over the use of Schnorr? That, that would probably be a patent. Yeah. And I think it was it was one of those patents that seemed to like it expired like a few years ago. So it's like, okay, I guess we can use those now and like it should be fine. Are they smaller? Uh they yeah, when you when you Implemented in a certain way, it would be smaller, and you can do like signature aggregation with them. So, in other words, for multi-sig, instead of collecting like let's say three signatures out of four, right? You, you would can you cl- dump two of them. Well, and you can you can do an aggregation, you, okay. and you can shrink them all down to like oh, a smaller one. Pretty. So, so it would make it would make the transaction sizes smaller. And nice. It would give you some other cool things you can do with them. Nice. So, yeah. So it's like it's a cool thing. Like it's there's like there's there's all these features that are on their way, and. Like for example, Monero just had that hard fork and yeah. they implemented bulletproofs. Yes, which is like an efficient way to do confidential transactions. Why is it efficient? Um, it's I feel like I, f- I feel like Sean, you you learned well, to read well, you're and you just went qu- off. Well, you went off and like read everything you I, could. I learned like a, f- a few basic things. Like this is not. I, I don't. I, I couldn't tell you exactly how. 
it is better, but it, it confidential transactions like aren't like like there's 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 always trade offs in in these things, right? Of course, like you, you know that. Like so, if you have a cool feature, sometimes there's like cost to that feature that right may may not make it worth it. So for like so for Monero, Monero, Monero is like our our privacy test bed or test net. So like cool features like confidential transactions, it's like fuck it, just stick it in there, let's see what happens. <laughs> but with Bitcoin, it's like well we could do that, but like it's going to these are the trade-offs. These right? are the trade-offs. Yeah. We we, we want to figure out ways to like not have those. I'm gonna have uh, on on Monday. I'm actually bringing Will Pangman on. In, oh, cool! In the morning, mm-hmm. um, he's been having some trouble with node syncing on small devices like Raspberry Pis for Bitcoin. Okay, and you know, slow internet, uh, small small devices. Uh, but even worse than that, they've had they have <laughs> their Ethereum nodes. He's saying basically can't catch up. At really? This point. Yeah. Oh wow! So, well, uh, that, that's been reported. Yeah, and like, like there was a guy on Twitter that was like, "I've been trying to sync this node for months, and it's been, it's been that was, failing." I think that was Will. The verifications, yeah, been they, bad. they can't, they can't figure it out. Like, yeah, they, they said that they're behind, and it's, it's it, like by their calculations, there's just no way to catch up at the moment. Yeah. So I am curious. There's a lot of services out there that will uh, host your Ethereum node, but I think that kind of defeats the point. Yeah, like kind of stupid. <laughs> well. You'll have services that like people will use that will be like, well, we'll host the Ethereum node on that service. Yeah, it'll be, like be like three all, services, all AWS and, and Azure. The entirety of right. Ethereum will be on. Well, what's funny to me is if you want to reveal where the like Amazon uh, AWS stations are, just just you know, just look at an Ethereum chart. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> here's the Ethereum <laughs> nodes. They're concentrated all in like Oklahoma be- and like <laughs> because Amazon actually wants to obfuscate some of that. They right? do, but I think I think WikiLeaks just published a. Address of all of their their really? different yeah huh. server locations. How long ago did they publish that? Like three days, four days. Because you know YouTube was days. down the other day. Was it? So, I don't think YouTube runs on Amazon, dude. Probably not. No, that would be that, uh, Google would be so stupid but, to do that. I think Google literally is a server company. But you have like, like wasn't wasn't Dropbox on Amazon for a while? Yes, I think it still is. Dropbox tried to do their own. Some service. company was on Amazon and they, they actually moved off. I, a Dropbox, I think, tried. I, I think they might be back on it. I'm not sure, but they tried. There's a thing called the I, th- I think it's the Downstack fallacy or up Upstack fallacy. It's one of the two. Yeah. It's either the Upstack or the Downstack fallacy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, same 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 uh, same plane, just different direction. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of the two. So, but like uh, they. Dropbox was was trying to develop their own Amazon-like AWS service, mm-hmm. and I don't think it did so well. Mm. So my guess is they moved back. Okay. Yeah. So, but I I, I don't know. Like the I, I see Google has their own actually actually has their own Amazon-like service. By the way, well, they have the the um, the Google Cloud. Yeah, they have uh, the Google Cloud, yeah. but they, you can Google, actually yeah. deploy it like you can AWS. Yeah, they have like uh, they do their own hosting infrastructure. Like you have you have the three, you have them, you have you have Microsoft Azure. Um, there may be like but a yeah, it's just like the three players, the but, three yeah. services that Ethereum nodes are on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it well, really does defeat the point. It's so dumb. Yeah, it's so fucking dumb. Why? What's the point if you have if you have three look three services where you can deploy a node to? And every single person on the earth deploys their node to those services. You have three nodes. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Well, it also says that, like, the Ethereum people don't really get that. No, they don't. No, they don't. So, like, that tells you who they are. Like, they don't. 
they, well, they, they, they care the more. Thing it's is this: like you have this. I think that I think that people for people come for different reasons, principally, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's okay. But the reason that this thing matters is because it's decentralized. And if you lose sight of that, you might be able to develop a system that works really, really well until it's inconvenient for someone to censor it. Mm. Then it will cease to stop working really, really well. Mm. And that might be 30 years. Mm. That might be 40 years. That might be 100 years. But the point is that you are building a network in such a way as to avoid that specific problem. So what happens if Ethereum ends up in three places, right? Let's say, let's say it's uh, Amazon, Google, Microsoft, and everyone deploys their Ethereum node there. Sharding doesn't work because you know it's it, it won't work. And uh, and and what you have is let's say a, a system that lasts I don't know let's say a hundred years, right? And then one day someone shows up and decides to turn it off. Well, that's gonna suck. Mm-hmm. You, you, you can't turn Bitcoin off. You have hundreds and hundreds of people in hundreds of locations that are hosting these nodes, mm. right? I- Ethereum. The other thing is this. If you have node centralization, it is, it, is not, it is no longer indicative of the project to optimize nodes. Well, because there's no, there's no incentive to make make it easier to run the nodes. Because right, you don't have to worry about things like keeping, uh, like having computers that are slow keeping up with the blockchain. Right. So you're going to have them because, all on... Because the services just throw more... Com- just right, whatever, just more computing You power. just throw more resources at right. it to, to And if you're it. running a business, you're going to be able to afford that. So you're just going to you know run your Ethereum node on AWS or whatever the hell you run it on, and it doesn't have to be optimized because you can just like throw more computing power at it, and that's mm. cheap. What's funny is the computing power that you're using to run Ethereum is probably cheaper than you know every single calculation on Ethereum, mm-hmm. which is hilarious. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's insane. Yeah. But... Yeah, there's just no incentive for Ethereum to optimize because they don't care about node centralization. To me, node centralization is insidious because it, it removes all of the good incentives that decentralized nodes have. You know, we, we have talked a number of times about the optimizations that Bitcoin has done in terms of getting nodes to sync. Your node, your Bitcoin node, which has a transaction history going all the way back to, what, 2009, whenever Bitcoin was released, uh, 2007, if you're guard time, who's been using a blockchain since 2007. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, cool. yeah. So <laughs> if, if, you have to, if you have to have people syncing a node with data that goes all the way back and validating all of that data, you're going to have an incentive to try to get them so that they can catch up as quickly as possible. But if all you have to do is, I don't know, copy over an AWS instance uh, that's already ready to go and then just throw more computing power at it in order to keep it up to sync, you're going to do that, and no one's going to ever be able to run like an Ethereum node on a Raspberry Pi, which it probably can't anyways at this point. But that seems to me like a really stupid project. You're running a you're running the world's computer, Ethereum, on a infrastructure uh, called the cloud, which is already the world's computer, right? And is an affordable <laughs> version of the world's computer. Yeah, and has more autonomy than the goddamn world's computer it just seems absolutely stupid to me that that would be the end result of that but it is what it is well it's only going to get worse for them i I hope so well how (laughs) what are they going to do like like (laughs) the the fucking meme i love that meme i haven't seen one of those in a while oh yeah oh yeah 
It's been it's been since like twenty four. That was I haven't seen that in like like six months to a year. We need like we need like someone's got to make one of those. Yeah. That remember the, the Hitler memes that were going on for a while it was uh, like, like <laughs> that was popular. The, yeah, like, for a while like, people were like taking that that scene from the Bitcoin crash. Yeah, these are the Valkyrie or whatever it was. Yeah, and uh, and and yeah, Hitler and kicks the people out. It was like, so funny. And he, and he goes on a tirade and yeah, yeah. Those those, those haven't like had those like, new... are the days. <laughs> I miss those days. I miss those memes. I miss those. I miss those memes. <laughs> I do miss those. Back memes. in my day, we had different memes. Before memes were illegal. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we're moving in that direction. Where, where the world where memes are illegal. <laughs> I um, I that will be a sad day because you'll no longer be able to win any arguments. Right. You can't win arguments without memes. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's, that's not how it works. You need a meme. <laughs> I was like, Roger Veer put out a meme, the, the, the meme. NPC. That well, so Roger Veer put out an NPC meme. <laughs> it was it was something like uh, taxation. It's something about taxation. Taxation. He said it was like taxation. We need taxation in order to like. We need taxation through the state in order to like so like keep things going. Basically. So explain the NPC meme first, and then well, and then I'll. Uh, I haven't done a. I haven't it's, it's funny. I don't know how this started. It but feels like a short-lived meme, by the way, and and I'll tell you why after you're okay. done explaining it. Because it's gotten really popular within yeah. this past week or so. But it's like the, uh, it's so 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 there's a meme called Bojack, and if you take that and rem- like make it like a very basic face, like two dots for eyes, yeah. and like a triangle, it's a gray fucking, and then face. make it gray. <laughs> Whoever uh, drew that is like <laughs> astounded that it's everywhere on the internet. It's yeah. it's iconic at this point. Oh yeah, it's the Mona Lisa of the internet. It yeah. really is. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's going to be behind glass someday. The original, whoever whoever drew that, yeah, will sign it. It'll be the Mona Lisa of our day. Yeah, it's a fucking perfect human form. Go and, on, and it's and it's it's an NPC. So an NPC in video games is a non playable character. Right. So like. If you go up to an NPC in a game, it has, like, a few lines already. And you just, like, it'll cycle through them? Basically. And then, like, if you... Like, so in other words, like, a lot of, like, these left-leaning people, that's pretty much who it was targeted as, were labeled as NPCs because you start talking about stuff, they're going to, like, spew things off, like, like, hashtag believe women and, like, just other things. And then when you ask them anything difficult, like... They'll 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 get in, they'll spin out because they, they don't they don't have other. That's they, true. They, they, they're incapable of actually. I think most people. Thinking. But like I think most that's, people that's are the, like that. By the way, the that's the intent of the meme. Yeah, like to, I get to that. Portray that type. Well, of that's person. the thing. Like I I've seen this in the last few weeks. I think I see it from everybody on every side of the political spectrum. Like mm-hmm. everyone will show up with talking points. And my dad used to do this, and I'd be like, Dad, I literally I don't know why, but I I would li- I listened to Rush Limbaugh last night. I didn't, but like I you know I, it would be times I'd, I'd listen to Rush Limbaugh. And my dad would tell me things about the pol- the politics of the day, and I would hear him repeat literal lines from Rush Limbaugh, mm. and I'd be like, "Dad, you're fucking repeating Rush Limbaugh." And he's like, "No, I came up with that myself." I'm like, well, then why is it that like it's literally a Rush Limbaugh quote from today? Mm. You know, so everybody does this. I've seen it. Talking points are very powerful. That's why they're yeah. talking points. Well, it's it's the other side of the oracle thing, right? Like, yeah, people have their oracles, and what you're the lines that they're spewing out as an NPC are the lines that they got from their oracle. Well, you you say I mean, a that's, talking that's point, like, by the way, because like someone researched it and knew that this would take off. Mm-hmm. Someone was good. Like there was a focus group about it, and they're like, oh, this is this is the one that everyone will repeat tomorrow. Mm-hmm. They probably have a room where they like it. You know, it's 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 probably how like they probably you probably come up with talking points. In a way that is similar to coming up with like a South Park episode, <laughs> you like you sit around a room and you just like which one makes you laugh the hardest, right? Yeah, you, so you that mean, one. Yeah, you look you're looking for something like euphonous to the ears, something simple to say. It encapsulates an idea. 
and it might be a stupid idea, but like you don't really want the person to think through it in its entirety. That that's I mean, but you're right. Like this this NPC thing I think was directed at that, and it's it's funny. So Roger Veer puts one out, and his is taxation is the price we pay to live in a civilized society. Which, by the way, is something I've never really heard somebody say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like when I I hear people say like. Uh, about the Me Too stuff. They're like, oh, like, you know, everybody's saying boys will be boys. And I'm like, I've never heard anybody say boys will be boys with regard to this stuff, ever. Not once. Never heard that. But, like, for whatever reason, that's, you know, that, that's, that to me is like a non playable character sort of statement. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone says boys will be boys. Like, I never, no one said that. So, taxation is a price we pay to live in a. So that's a thing libertarians say that other people don't say, but libertarians say they say it. Right. Um, so then I, I took the same meme uh, of Roger Veer and I put it up on Twitter and I just wrote, but the white paper. Yeah. So what I like about memes is that they force you to kind of take a concept and boil it down to like three or four words and uh, and just put it out. And you got to have a good sense of it because like I looked at the memes that followed it. What happened is I did that and then everybody else started making memes of Roger Veer. So someone else wrote, but the market cap of Bitcoin used to be 99.99999999%. And then someone wrote, Bitcoin Core, expensive, unreliable, slow transactions, killing babies, Blockstream, AXA, Bilderberg, big blocks. You know, so like everyone did this. I But there's too many words on it. Guys, when you're making a meme, take it and make 10 memes and find the one where you say the least amount of stuff that encapsulates all the memes that you made. Because mm. that's too many words. Too many. Yeah, you gotta, you got to simplify it more. There's a reason I'm great at memes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got trained by Blockchain Jesus. Dude, Blockchain Jesus took me under his cross and gave me <laughs> the... He, he anointed me with his royal privates. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want an almond? Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, That's a sword. But that is, but that, like, when you're trying to explain something, and a meme is, like, its own medium to explain something, to get, like, some idea across that uses not just words, but, like, an image, a picture, something common. Yeah, you simplify, you keep it very, you keep it, you know, short as it needs to be. Well, it's hard to argue with a meme because it's so stupid. <laughs> you know? It's like arguing with a, just a retarded person. Mm. Just stupid. Like, you, you, you feel bad about it. Like, you're like, oh, oh, there's something medically wrong with this meme. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can really argue with it. You know, like, but the white paper. I mean, it's just a simple statement. You know, it's, it's, a, it's what Roger, it's, it's not even what Roger says. It just kind of encapsulates the entirety of the Bcash movement. Yeah. You know, and it, it's all of their arguments, you know. Like, I made a bunch of memes the, the signatures saying, are different. saying, what's that? The signatures are different. This, that's what I'm saying. Like, I, like <laughs> it's no longer a, a string of signatures. And I'm like, well, but like, all of, all of the Bcash complaints can be brought back to the notion that something has changed in Bitcoin that is the opposite of the white paper. And it's just, it's a stupid complaint. And the reason it's NPC is because uh, it's so... It's so irrelevant, but no, and nobody knows what it means. I talk to a bcasher. I bet you none of them have read the white paper. And it's a weird type of rhetoric because somehow the white paper is the be all and end all. Like, no, this is a moving project. Mm. The, the goal of the project, like, it's funny to me that we have this protocol called Bitcoin, which is made by man, and 
the result of the fact that we have consensus, which makes it difficult to change this protocol, means that we have to research <laughs> the protocol itself mm. to figure out where there are ways we can hack in new stuff. Yeah. And like basically figure out how we can break it in a way that doesn't break past versions. That which is weird. Mm. It's really funny. It's like where where did Satoshi make some mistakes in programming this thing? And where have we made some mistakes? And in in this case, like last week, so who is it that proposed that we could have big blocks with a soft fork? Or even Luke Dash Jr.'s version of SegWit, like was figuring out the, how to do SegWit. Was, was, was that was that the one of the talks that came out of scaling Bitcoin was yeah. on extension blocks? I didn't I didn't I didn't look was at it that. extension blocks? I didn't think it was. I might be wrong about that. But regardless, like just just look at SegWit. Mm -hmm. uh, Lukash Jr.'s figuring out how to add SegWit to the protocol, basically knocking on different parts of the protocol, adding you know things in different places to figure out how he could basically insert elements in a transaction such that it would still work with old versions. Mm -hmm. That's a retarded way to develop. Like you would generally think of that as like, well, this broke, and then you'd want to patch that, right? But no, not in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin, we have consensus, so that makes it so hard to change. So what you got to do is soft forks. So you have to make changes that allow people to then upgrade their nodes or upgrade whatever, and uh, and, right. and do these things that would have otherwise it, been considered hacks and breaking of the protocol, it, which it, is hilarious. It's a it's a unique area of software where you have to keep the latest version. I'm so glad Satoshi was a bad pattern with all the other versions. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which is hilarious because SegWit. I mean, I think that I think that programming the programmers would have liked to have been more deliberate about how they implemented some of these things. Like there are simple ways to implement a lot of these things, but because of the, the nature of consensus, it becomes very difficult to just kind of like stick something in there, especially if it's a consensus rule violation. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but that's just me. That's what I think. But like that's but that's the case, and like. What 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 scientific area, what area of science rather, do you have an original idea right. in a paper that like <laughs> evolution? We're not we <laughs> like oh well whatever Darwin said is the case of like anything we learned that's new. anything afterwards anything, anything, anything afterwards is <laughs> like yeah. not not okay. Yeah, it's funny to me that like there are these things that are possible to do with Bitcoin and people complain when people do them. Like you don't have to upgrade to SegWit, you don't mm -hmm. because old versions of Bitcoin are capable. Of uh, you know, mm -hmm. of, of doing that, you know, it's it's very it's a lot very of, a lot of people still haven't upgraded. Well, yeah, but, 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 right but given given that this thing was possible, right? You could implement segregated witness. There could have been somebody who did the segregated witness version of Bitcoin, mm -hmm. and everyone else could have continued arguing about uh, about you know whether we can add it or not. And some other asshole could have built it on their own if they were capable of it, and then simply. You know, run that node from here until tomorrow, whatever. It w like, they could have just done it. And it would have been compatible with old versions of Bitcoin and would have been fine, which is weird. Mm -hmm. Someone could have been doing SegWit transactions before they were available to everybody else. Think about it. That has to be true, right? That's true. I, I, I think so, yeah. Um, like, like, in other words, like, well, the, the point before is, Segway comes out, yeah, like you could have been running, you could have been running the same types yeah. of transactions. You could have built your own implementation oh, yeah. of Segwit and then run, running your own version of Bitcoin. Well, Core wasn't that like, the, wasn't that what actually ha wasn't uh, wasn't Segwit starting to get implemented by like let's say like other like wallet devs before probably. Bitcoin before Core merged it? In? Well, you you, you certainly think, could have. That's the thing. That's, like yeah. it's it's very funny to me that like p there are things that are possible with this protocol. And so, okay, fine. Let's say Bitcoin Core merges these things, does like does the development work, and then and then you know merges these things into the protocol. Great. 
Okay, if they didn't, someone else could have. And the fact that it's in the protocol now, the fact that you can do SegWit or whatever you want, like you can, you can run an implementation that doesn't run SegWit, that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of a backwards compatible protocol and a protocol that like, you know, is expansive. It's a very weird thing. I've never seen anything like it where you have this protocol that you basically do hacky, breaky things to, to upgrade it for the benefit of all humanity. Mm. Well, it's, it's, it's a weird, it's, it's a very, it's a unique set of parameters that you have to code under. Right. And like, on the subject of Bitcoin ending war, um, <laughs> and, and, and bringing about a peaceful and, world. And, and saving babies. And, and saving babies. This week, the Five Dimes, uh, the owner of Five Dimes, a gambling website, was kidnapped. Uh, $750,000 in Bitcoin ransom yeah. has been demanded of him. So that, thank you, thank you, Bitcoin, for bringing about a, a more peaceful world world mm-hmm. and making it harder to kidnap people. No, sorry. Harder for kidnappers to get caught when they receive ransom. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which someone pointed out, you don't even need to be a known Bitcoin person to be subjugated to this. No, you because sure don't. Anybody who's ha- who might have wealth, the kidnappers could just demand that... Yeah. They, it doesn't matter yeah. if you have Bitcoin. You just have to be Bill Gates. Yeah. Bill Gates, wait. Watch out. Uh, I, think, I think the lesson here is don't leave America. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a good lesson. I think that's I, like honestly, like so. The story is apparently <laughs> I'm never going to see the world. That's what I'm saying. You'll never. You can't anymore. You can't. <laughs> not because not because I'm rich, but just because like <laughs> it seems like it's a scary thing. Because you like, might be rich. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> he was forced off the road by some motor motorcyclists, mm-hmm. motorcyclists, which are motorcycle scientists. And, uh, <laughs> and and then they and then they, they took motorpsychology. Yeah, motorpsychology. Uh, <laughs> do you remember that guy at the at the meetup that used to come and he would end ologist to everything for a while? He would like it would he, it was his way of pretending he was dumb. He was dumb, but like he would you'd say something you'd say you'd give him a fact and then he'd be like, "Well, I'm not a computerologist," or I, you'd say something like, "I'm like you'd say something about how hats are made," be like, "I'm not a hatologist." You'd be like, you're a dick. <laughs> I think I kind of... I remember hearing that. I just remember who exactly... I can't it was the, the guy... It was the son of the guy who was the meth addict. Oh, yeah. 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 They, they were running that Ponzi scheme down here and telling... you, Like, they'd come to the thing and they would, they would say, all night. <laughs> they, would, like, they would repeat it like a hundred times. Like, we're on the precipice of something big. We're on the precipice of something big. Big. And, and they then they had those guys. Like, they, they had like, like five ten people. Guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, and they would all company. wear those shirts, and <laughs> they would try to sell us all into like giving our Bitcoin to them, <laughs> so that they could Ponzi it away. I remember they were they were giving money to some like random mining company somewhere, and just like they were giving their money to somebody, they didn't know exactly what was happening, mm-hmm. but they had a dashboard that said they had more Bitcoin than they started with, and they were calling old people and getting them to give their money to them. That's right. They, they, they probably are very wealthy right now. They probably are. Probably what I think is funny is that like <laughs> it's only Bitcoin where you can run a Ponzi successfully. Yeah. Like you're like doing it, and then like you, you know you, you just you start reporting people's earnings, and you're like you've been you've you've got a hundred you know twenty x your your earnings over the last year. Congratulations! And then you have like nominal Bitcoin, and you're kind of sitting there like. What the fuck do I do? And then November comes, and then Bitcoin pumps, and you're like, Bitcoin's twenty thousand now, and then you're you're, you're covered, mm-hmm. you're good. Yeah. So all of your like r- your reports they're valid. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then you can cash out and pay people, and now you're rich. <laughs> and that's how Bitcoin works. <laughs> so, but yeah, like some motorcyclists appeared and uh, drove the guy off the road and then uh, took him into custody. Is that a word for a kidnapper? Took him into their kidnapping. Mm-hmm. And uh, they don't know where he is now. Mm-hmm. But they want $750,000 in Bitcoin. Now, what I would like to announce on the show is that Sean has uh, the five dimes owner in his basement. <laughs> if I only had a basement. Yeah. <laughs> it's Florida. <laughs> no one's going like, to believe that. I like the idea of There's someone no going, like, where's your basement? Like, yeah. dude, I, I don't <laughs> my basement. Like, it's Florida. Yeah. Well, then what were you talking about? <laughs> it's the first floor? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Like, he's, he's in my closet. Yeah. Is he in your closet? No, he's not. No. I wish he were. No. Um, but that's an amazing story. I, I really like that one. Yeah. Roger Beer's right. Bitcoin's going to be peaceful. And <laughs> Wait, what? That's, well, it's, it's, it's that in addition to apparently the hacker group, uh, the famous hacker group out of North Korea, has acquired something like half a billion dollars in coins or half a million dollars. How, how much was it? This was I reported, feel like it was half a billion. It was like, uh, I think it was half a billion or something close. Um, it, was, it was several hundred million dollars in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin. And this was apparently like, th- they're pointing it to one group. I don't know how they know this. I... I, well, but it's it's a it's a North Korean group. It went by the name of Lazarus, but you know it's state backed. So, it, like, is it like? Well, that's the only way you can do, get out, do, outside internet in North North like, Korea. Like, what? What are we saying? We're saying like these are these are these are the these are this is the North Korean hacking division, probably doing this. They've probably been pretty successful. I, I think. Do you think? Do you think North Korea is waiting for a pump? They're just like holding Bitcoin. They have like four billion dollars, and they're like someday we'll be trillionaires. Is that we'll be able to buy so much liquor. Like like the next pulp, North Korea gets more <laughs> yeah. aggressive. Kim like they go back on all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like what, 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 like it baffles world strategists. Right. They're like, what, what the fuck? Like how the North fuck Korea? do they get so rich? And Bitcoiners are like, uh, that might be why. Uh, you know what happened? Like one day they'll be like, <laughs> and now Pyongyang announced currency back to Bitcoin. Bitcoin standard. Say for dinner, moose. He our economist. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea that Saifedina Saif Moose is currently, he's on course to become North Korea's chief economist. Yeah. And I don't think he even knows that. I know it. You know it. Everyone listening here knows it. But that, that is him. Like he, he, They'll probably split his time between uh, North Korea and Venezuela. Yeah. <laughs> and Saifedina will be like, this is, this is the utopia I dreamed of. This is, this this is, is it. This is what the Austrians wanted. This is what the Austrians wanted. <laughs> Free money for everyone. Sure, you have some evil people doing it. But this is what I dreamt of. <laughs> this is the cost of I feel, like, I, feel like, I feel like they haven't done like one one iteration of thought on this. Like, okay, okay, you're right. Maybe free in free worlds, maybe like this, you know, uh, this Misen you know, free money shit is is a good idea. But what happens when an evil dictatorial state gets their hands on it? Because I think I know. I think they spend a lot more money killing their people. And, and which means, by the way, we're going to have some really, really creative ways of, of torture, torturing people. Because if they can spend like a hundred million dollars on their like torture development programs every year, T and T and R, T and D. Torture and development, uh, T and D, <laughs> their T and D programs. Then, then I think I think we'll have like new tortures that the world has never seen. That will just be like astounding. Like wow, wow, North Korea, great, great. And and what that brings about is a world filled with green goblins. 
you'll have you'll have actual supervillains. <laughs> Think about it. That's, oh yeah. Which is, I think that's the end result of Bitcoin is like the <laughs> supervillain economy. You'll have some like Russian in, in a. Oh in yeah, a, think a, about it. Like in an Iron Man like, suit, he'll like be wearing bombing. he'll be wearing those. Uh, what's what's that? Magic Leap glasses. <laughs> oh, the, like uh, Magic Leap glasses, and he'll see things, and just like he'll have a, a hoverboard, and a Google Car or something like that. <laughs> It'll be flying around. He'll be flying. <laughs> and like a P ninety. P nine. Is that a gun? I think a P90 is a gun. Or it could also be an exercise P- program. P90X is an <laughs> exercise program. <laughs> uh, I just like the idea. Like the, Bitcoin brings about the era of green, green goblins. Like I just like you, you go to you go to New York and there's like 37. Like I'm the super villain. <laughs> I am. They're well, all fighting about Roger Ver is going to put on like a Captain America costume. Do you think that's Roger Ver's like <laughs> his, his ultimate form? Do you think that's what he really means by Bitcoin will bring peace? He's like I'll be a super villain. Or maybe nobody will see it coming. Yeah, he'll be like. He'll be, he'll be some bad guy. They're all, they're all going to want like names themselves, right? <laughs> what do you think Roger Veer would be called? I would have gone with Captain Underpants, but that's a kid's book. <laughs> He's a, I, I think you got to like incorporate his like uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Maybe like uh, Roger Big Jitsu. Block Man, or Roger Jitsu. I don't know. Roger Big Blocks. Roger Big Blocks. I don't know. But it would. <laughs> but there's there's, there's got to be a supervillain name there for for Veer. Yeah. We'll think of it. I'll bet it would be. I'll bet whatever it is, it would sound like the kind of thing you could give him if you were a stripper. <laughs> if anyone comes up with a supervillain name for Veer, uh, drop it in the comments because uh, I think that would be really funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and everybody else in Bitcoin, if you. Yeah. You know, we haven't even begun the notes yet. So uh, how, about, okay. how about that? <laughs> we're an hour in. Oh, wow. Not quite. So liquid, liquid has happened. finally been released. Liquid. Is it guarded by thermite? Is, was that an idea that they actually executed on? You know, Because I want it to be. I don't know if that was... That probably is the case, though. I've heard Maxwell has a number of really funny, uh, like, very funny ideas for how to secure things constantly. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that, that was probably a Max, Maxwellian invention. Uh, but I doubt that they ever did it, because it, it didn't sound practical. <laughs> it was probably like... They probably proposed it to the exchanges. And they're like, they're like, uh, I don't want something to explode in my office. This box here, like a, if you a fuck liability it, for labor. <laughs> <laughs> How much explosion? Oh, it'll burn the whole building down. Yeah. Ah, Fun's I don't not know safe. Insu- could you imagine explaining that to your insurance company? Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we had a fire. Everything, everything is burned. Okay. Well, how did you? What happened? Why did? What happened? We had a box that blew up. <laughs> okay, did you know it was going to blow up? Yes. <laughs> yes, we knew. <laughs> we bought it because it was going to blow up yeah. if someone tampered with it. Yeah. Uh, we also have four dead people, so you may have to you know, extend your liability to their whatever. Mm. So it seemed, it seemed like a bad idea. Um, I, do, I do like the James Bondness of it. <laughs> I do like the James, but but it well, it's, yeah. very, it's very uh, thermite's pretty. I guess uh, it's more of a local explosion. I do think they were just going to put like thermite strips on things. It just burns hot on the circuit board and kind of destroys it. But I do like the idea of an exploding box, <laughs> just exploding and like, just like just finance office. Boom! Yeah. Um. So that that seems that seems like a bad idea. But I'm whatever it is. Uh, liquid Bitcoin has pretty much been released in its original form. You know what's really interesting to me is it's a noted sidechain, which is interesting because 
it, it, do you remember when side chains were first announced? It was this idea that was there like was this like revolutionary new way to, to do uh, you know these side chains, and it I, I understand how we got to the place we've gotten where even a noted side chain can be a side chain, uh, and it's because it's its own sort of like thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think it's a chain. Well, it is a chain, but I don't think it's like a blockchain per se. I think it's more of like a computer program with multiple databases that many people trust the others participating. And that seems to be the extent of what these things are. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like a distributed database that is just hooked to the blockchain, the hooked hooked the Bitcoin. Right, we're, we're by. right. Like it's it's, it's a fan, and, and, and then it's a very fancy distributed. All of, all of the money is held on the blockchain still. It's just in like a, what an NLTV sort of wallet, mm-hmm. that a thing NLTV, and uh, and and just kind of sits there waiting for basically the network to agree that it can be released or not released. Mm-hmm. That's my understanding of how it works. Yeah, and, and it has very like, very un in depth, and its it, and its technical implementation allows for certain things. It's like basically in what a a, a, a multi sig wallet with like twenty signers, I feel like something like that. But it like transactions are faster, I think, and like confidential transactions are actually implemented there. Sure, so like, so but, like but I, I guess I want to like, what's the difference between this and just like a very big multi sig wallet? Because I think that's essentially what they've developed here is basically the means to do a large multi sig wallet. Yeah, with confidential transactions. Well, multi-sig is like there's and and with transactions within it, which mm-hmm. is interesting. Well, with a multi-sig wallet, like there's probably limitations that you might have that you wouldn't have here necessarily. Um, right, but like couldn't you, you just implement this like as a big multi-sig wallet? Because what are you going to do? Like, do, not, do not against exchanges, but like I don't know. Couldn't PayPal, Goldman, J.P. Morgan. And like all a bunch of other companies like implement like a liquid type thing, and uh, just be able to pass these transactions between themselves. Well, so like just like basically like passing like, uh, like like having like state channels amongst each other. Yeah, they could. I mean, yeah, essentially with confidential state channels. Yeah. Confidential. Because then you're actually not you're not putting. I don't know that that's a good idea, but it just it just seems to me that like there's actually other uses of liquid. If you like, I think it blows a hole in the idea of public-private blockchains. Okay, because so, so like in other words, like if if you whack, if you want a private blockchain, this is what then you can fucking do this. Yeah, right. Am I wrong about that? Because that seems that well, seems true. The question is like, is this? I think the question is always like, why? Why would anybody really want this? Like, is this really useful? And it seems like the like the exchanges were like, yeah, we want this. Maybe I, I don't know I who's don't, on it, but like I'm just saying, if, if it's but useful, but if there's twenty and they're like they're they're going to use it and it uses it, sure. Like, if it's, people, but my point is, is if it's useful, then fine. Doesn't that destroy the idea of a private blockchain? Can't you just do liquid? Can't you do a liquid-like implementation? Well, you think? just not among exchanges. Do it like with among banks or you know with the UN's food program, like we'll talk about in a little bit. Mm. I didn't know this, by the way. They're they're using a blockchain at the UN. Mm-hmm. Stupidly, yeah. But they're well, using one. Well, the thing with well, the, I, any of these private blockchain people, I would say, look, if you actually have a thing here that you think is you could use a private blockchain for, I have a there's a solution for you. And yeah, it's, and it's liquid. And right. It, I, think, open, I think I think that's absolutely source. true. Like, like I would trust that over whatever fucking private well, Ethereum duh. we're gonna do. Obviously, yeah. Like, whoa, well, duh, duh. But like, Bitcoiners, like <laughs> Bitcoin people, figured that one out. <laughs> like. It like, just, yeah. We gave you the thing you. It, it just seems for. to me that like this is literally a. This is what you're talking about when you're talking about private blockchains. This yeah. is it. You can actually lock some money up in state, mm-hmm. and uh, and then you can transact among the people that you trust. 
If, if banks really trust each other, that seems reasonable. And you could make laws regarding, you know, this particular chain. And the, uh, the peg could be your Fort Knox. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could, well, you could, you, could, you could impose regulation on that chain uh-huh. or on that side. This chain. seems like a, this might be a better sock drawer for banks. Maybe. It's a, uh, it's a federated sock drawer. Right. It's a federated sock drawer. Everyone has the sock drawer. <laughs> <laughs> you, have to, you have to ask the network before you pull your socks out. Yeah. <laughs> you, you call up to and be like, can I pull my socks out? No, not today. <laughs> I like that. Well, it's like <laughs> you, know, you know, in the sixties, with like you have like like the stereotypical guy going to work, and he'd have like sh- dress dress shirts in his drawer, dress shirts in his like desk drawer. You just you're just talking about Mad Men. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's Mad Men. That's on the other is, that, is that the stereotypical <laughs> well, man? It's it's like, like <laughs> it's like the Mad Men blockchain. Like that's 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 what we're that's where we're at with that. Literally, you you watch one show and then you thought that that was a stereotypical 1960s man. I, yeah, that was the purpose of that exactly show, by the way. I know that's sh- exactly what happened. Right. <laughs> the fact that I know that that's what happened probably means it's not the stereotype. But I, I, you it's know what's funny <laughs> is I saw that same thing. I've, I've seen like three Mad Men episodes and I've se- I saw that. that Like a quintessential and I keep, I mean, I, I keep shirts in my drawer now. <laughs> it was just a good idea. That's I was like, me. that's a fucking great idea. Why haven't you, I done that? It's because you get food on your soul. Yeah, right? I get food on myself like every day. You have stains right now on your shirt. Of course I do. I ate. <laughs> I have to eat. You know, yeah, but you could like find ways to I do. not get it on you. I do. It still gets on me. You should put paper towel on your Bro, head. I'm not wearing a bib. <laughs> Bibs are for babies. <laughs> you're not a baby. You're an adult. I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I I, uh, I do that because because it I get stains on my shirt on the regular, <laughs> and I always wondered how people didn't. But I I think everybody does. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that, and they just have shirts in their drawer. Yeah. So that's what I do. They did you see the? Hard. Did you see that? La- okay. So last week there was a Senate hearing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and it was it was great fun. It was a, it was a fun little hearing. There was some really good stuff that came out came out of it, and then and then. There was the new Bitcoin deal. <laughs> Our new Craig S. Wright. <laughs> we found him. Is it, is it S? Was that his middle name? S. Wright? Craig S. Wright. Uh, Noriel Rubini. <laughs> which rhymes with Houdini. <laughs> slant rhyme. And, uh, which, which slant rhymes with Houdini. And, uh, and, and he's an interesting fellow. Yeah. A very interesting guy. Noriel Rubini is a famous person. Uh, we've, I've, been ta- I've been trying to figure out a little bit more about him. Because honestly, like... I should. I, I feel bad for not having come across this guy in my many years of reading random books. He was, along with Peter Schiff, one of the guys who really like predicted the housing crisis. <clears throat> He's got a name like Houdini, I think, because he he regularly predicts things to explode and be disastrous. So I think there's like, and when they if they happen to happen, it's like, oh, I was right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Uh, he's a notorious. He's a notorious economist. Notorious because he has an, an extremely expensive uh, apartment. Nobody, none of his neighbors like him because he does twelve to fourteen hour parties, and he. This guy's a dude. Pa- he's a party animal. He's known <laughs> for like- having beautiful women over on his like penthouse apartments, hot tub, for hours and hours, and he has a wall that has plaster vulvas. <laughs> <laughs> sticking on it. It was like an art project. It was like, something. I don't know what I the fuck he was doing. I saw pictures. I don't know if it was this. I don't know if it was his collection or just a general collection where they literally do casts on vaginas. 
and they it's a wall of like 20 of them and they're yeah, all different that's that's his that's and he has that that's his thing like these are all these th- this is all the forms of like vaginas can come in yeah well, blah, so noriel ravini is the new bitcoin heel he's being very loud and he is just triggering bitcoiners left and right <laughs> Which I think is funny because they're like, shut up, you shut up. And I'm like, you know, I think he's trying to get that reaction. I think that's his entire goal. He was like, I'm going to come here and, shut up and like stir these people up. Yeah. So Laura Shin <laughs> proposed that he debate Vitalik, which on, on the whole is a really stupid idea because Vitalik is a word salad master. And Rubini is much smarter than he is. Vitalik is a dum-dum, in my opinion. And Rubini's not. Rubini knows exactly what he's doing. Okay. You think he's like, like he's... He, he, he has a meta idea of what's going on. Well, Vitalik, Vitalik's idea of what's... Yeah, Vitalik says a lot of stupid shit. And, uh, and people buy it because he sounds like he knows something that they don't. I don't even want to say that he sounds smart. He just sounds like he knows something that you don't. That's his goal. Vitalik never says anything, in my opinion, that I find interesting or smart. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I read an article by him that basically he was rehashing me which was hilarious. He was talking about a giant problem in Ethereum being the ability in smart contracts to buy off people in smart contracts from being good oracles. Oh, the problem, like the oracle problem. It's the oracle problem, which I proposed against Augur. Yeah. Long, long ago. I remember. And Vitalik knows it. Yeah. He's not, Vitalik isn't the most original person. This is my question to Augur. It was, why can't you just bribe all... If, you, if, if all of the, the smart contract or if all the validators are known and public, why can't you just bribe them? Tell them that you'll pay out on a smart contract if they vote the way that you want them to and just make it a smart contract so that other people can contribute to this thing. And if, if the validator, if the contract is big enough, you could influence uh, the validators on any of these smart contracts to vote whatever you want. Right. They don't go with, with what's the truth. They go with what, might, what, they, what they decide to go with, which might be the bigger payout. Right. Because you 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 bribe the truth, <laughs> you bribe you you bribe them right. to give a truth. Yeah, you, you bribe them to give a truth that's the different truth. than the real truth. Because right. like that's the big that's a big problem with Augur. Augur's got a lot of problems, but that's a big one. The the, the bigger problem that's with Augur. Lawsuit. What's that? There was a lawsuit that happened recently. There was, there was they is, settled it. There's oh, they settled, settled it. Yeah, yeah. it's for. Two hundred fifty million or something like that, or one hundred sixty yeah. million dollars. They settled the story, it. I'll bet. I'll bet he got a few million out of it, do, do which you, is fine. I would. I wouldn't mind that. Like, yeah. I'll come at anybody for two hundred fifty million if I can get like two million. Oh yeah. Okay, I'll settle for two. <laughs> Damn, I really wanted one hundred fifty. <laughs> well, let's look at our risk here. We could be out one hundred fifty million or two million. You know, like I like I like that idea. Like we should just find someone to sue for one hundred fifty million dollars and just go at it hard. Yeah. Something like quasi legitimate. I don't know what they, but but they did settle. Um, but but Augur's biggest flaw is that it it's not used. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> like all the DApps. Yeah, <laughs> all the things on Ethereum, no, but, one, no one uses it. But what's no funny to me, I, I was reading an article today. Someone someone had uh, someone had put out an article about how Ethereum is a sixth fastest growing uh, or something like that uh, open source project. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know how they how measure they that. measure. It could be it could be commits. It could be the number, like, like a si- size of code. I, I don't know. Maybe it's I, maybe it's by. I read these reports about like the fastest growing programming language of like 2017, right? And like, and then I read the comments, and everybody like no no one can come into consensus on what's a good measurement for this shit, right? Like, so like it's not a blockchain. And now we're talking about like yeah, a blockchain it doesn't have thing. a consensus algorithm. It's one journalist's idea, but like, let's just call it fine. We'll acknowledge maybe Ethereum's a sixth fastest growing project. 
it, maybe it's a little bit like Islam is the fastest growing religion in the world. It went from one to two. Now, I don't know if that's actually true. It probably went from three to five. Um, but uh, there, or Mormon, I think Mormonism, Mormonism is the fastest growing. Mm. And I think that's because it went from one to two. Right. When, you found a, when you found a religion, although, because I mean, it's, it's growth by percentage. Although I wouldn't be surprised if Scientology surpasses it in a few years. <laughs> if it's by percentage. Yeah. Right? So well, well, what, what tells you Scientology is growing that rapidly? Well, it's smaller, so it can grow from one to oh, two a lot faster. Yeah, yeah. It can grow 100% real easy. Or it'll be some weird religion no one's heard of. It could be, but that's, yeah. But that's how you get that's how I you how you the like fastest find, like, growing thing. Is there like a minimum threshold? Because like, I could start a cult and grow up by like 30 people, and mm-hmm. I feel like that'd be the fastest growing religion in the world. Yeah. So it's kind of like sh- small shit coins, having market caps that are way too big for their britches. Yeah, and like one, one guy buys some and the price shoots up. What were we talking about again? Uh, auger. Oh yeah. So augers, augers got no, augers got no real use case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like they oh, said, they were, they, they, the, the size yeah. of Ethereum. Ethereum. Ethereum says it was the sixth fastest growing uh, uh, open source project in all the world. And I keep wondering if how that can be, given that nobody uses it, mm-hmm. given that their DApps are completely disused, and maybe I mean the only thing I, I see getting used is like CryptoKitties, and that's not even it's like a hundred people a day. It ain't no beanie baby. That's all I'm saying. I mean, unless people are just like showing up and be like, "I'm gonna program a support contract," and like, I think that's what's going on. I think that I, I, I think, think that Ethereum, if I throw, if quintessentially, I, if is I, a playground for Bitcoin. If I throw Solidity code up on GitHub, does that count? And if I don't like deploy it, I don't know. That's I, I, that, that's a good question. Like, possibly. What what is that? What is it? Because I feel like I feel like there's a lot of Ethereum quote unquote devs, but they're all like more. I'm not picking my nose. I'm just itching it. I see. Yeah, you're not, it's not sideways. It's not. It's like that well, other Seinfeld episode I where he's trying to scratch his nose. Try, yeah. Oh yeah, I have to go <laughs> in a little bit because like it's itchy on the inside. But mm. yeah, sorry. Uh, Solidity deployment. Well, like there's 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 a lot of Ethereum dead. Like I saw there's a conference in San Francisco recently. There was a lot of people there. Yeah. But like there's so many. Doesn't people mean there's anything the interesting going on there. Like they're all they're all into Ethereum. They're yeah. All, and yet it, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Ethereum. It's they they don't. This is the problem I was saying about node centralization. Because like, unlike mining centralization, which, again, I don't think is a problem, uh, node centralization is actually a disincentive for devs to give any fucks about optimizing the nodes. Mm-hmm. So like, you have all these people in a room who say they're programmers, and you'll talk to an Ethereum person. He'll tell you that the strength of Ethereum is in our programmers. And they'll, you know, they'll be very proud of the number of programmers they've attracted. But why is it that none of their programmers know anything about Like, It seems to be able to figure out how to optimize the node code mm. node code that's another good name node code node code why is it that they they can't seem to optimize any element of ethereum because i don't think ethereum i don't think i don't think the ethereum protocol itself has that many devs right they're I, not developing the protocol they're developing thing. their shit project it's de- right it's de- it's like i developed an erc20 program like that's like being on the internet and being like i threw up a wordpress site yeah like okay great you're not a developer. You just logged into a thing and like did counterparty. Yeah. You made a counterparty token. I'm I'm a Bitcoin developer. <laughs> I've made more counterparty tokens than anyone. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a Bitcoin developer. All right. Yeah. Voila. And I, and I know that because I have I have effectively used a UI that lets me encode trans encode words into transactions mm-hmm. of a certain protocol variety. So I am a Bitcoin developer. That's I think how they're measuring Ethereum developers. 
Oh yeah, I, I fully agree. I think that's definitely what's happening there. And I think I think when you see like conferences or hackathons where you all these devs show up, that, that, that's all they're doing. No one's programming no anything one is, interesting, and no one has any idea. Like I don't, I don't think I don't think they would know how to do anything with Ethereum. Right. Peripheral. And here's the other thing: so banks, anyone else who's out there, um, who's listening, which is zero people, mm-hmm. uh, if you want someone to write good code for you and to you know make something that's going to secure funds, don't hire a 16 year old who's never written a program before but who wrote who read a book on Ethereum to do it <laughs> because that won't work. Mm. In fact, don't hire any Ethereum devs because their code's going to be shit. And if you want evidence, just look at all the things that the, the, the wonderful people who brought Ethereum to us have built. Uh, was Gavin's Polkadot on Parity, for example? <laughs> Parity. Well, the Parity people. Parity itself. <laughs> the DAO. Like... Uh, what what evidence do we need? Like, uh, did you put that on a resume? I built a program that lost two hundred fifty <laughs> million dollars. I am prepared to work here because I have a lot of experience. Like, uh, what do you put on a resume after you do that shit? Right. Like, is that your? Is that what you would tell what, the people? What gives you? What gives you the experience to hear, work here at Goldman why, Sachs? Why well, I programmed the DAO. It was yeah. uh, it was revolutionary. I mean, that thing that lost two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. You're hired. <laughs> hired. Can you build that for us? Yeah. Like, what do you, I mean, like, that is what you're asking for when you when you build things on Ethereum, though. Well, the, well, they learned from their mistakes. Did you see that Spank Chain got hacked? That was my that was my favorite one. Spank Chain got hacked. They lost all their money. Spank Chain. And then the, the they code, lost they lost like thirty six thousand. Yeah, that's all their money. That's <laughs> all their money. And then uh, and then and then someone showed up and they gave you it know back. gave it back. <laughs> <laughs> that's a benevolent hacker. I I gotta admire them. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why they gave it back. I, I really don't. I think there was. I think it was like a. I think it's better in I feel the like hands someone of the knew hacker. Somebody. What is Spank Chain, by the way? I think it's just a blockchain flavored, uh, like modeling sex company. I, I I I don't I don't know what they're. A cryptocurrency powered adult entertainment ecosystem. Yeah. Built on. The Ethereum it's network. A, it, it, it's it's a it's a sex worker network. It, what, like what I, what I mean by that is I don't know if they're prostitutes or this like summer on the Ethereum blockchain. <laughs> Time machines made of refrigerator boxes. <laughs> I like that's how I feel like every single fucking <laughs> Ethereum project is. Yeah, like we we we're, we're doing interdimensional interdimensional wormholes. Worm or the interdimensional financial wormholes, <laughs> Ethereum, 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 Ethereum. Like it's it's absolutely insane to me. This is, I mean, there is nothing on Ethereum that's interesting, zero. Which I mean, I, I think, I, I think I'm seeing a lot of like the maximalists start to bend to this notion that like a lot of this shit will be here for a while, and they're kind of like apologizing for their hardcore maximalism. But I, I get it. Like I, I have, I thought. That Ethereum was going to be here for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's a surprise to anybody. Uh, but I don't think it's here to stay. Yeah. I think it's going to explode in weird ways. <laughs> and I think even if it does survive for a while, it's going to see weird things that make it look nothing like what we think of as an important blockchain. Mm-hmm. It will look more and more like Azure or something like that. It'll be like a SaaS. And we'll call it a blockchain. We'll say, look at that blockchain, and people will build things on it, and it will be real stupid and expensive. And that's what Ethereum will become. Yeah. Meanwhile, 
a lot of the things that you might want to do on there. You could do on Blitcoin. Yeah. Well, there's more talk. And you could use it on Lightning for like zero dollars. That's what I want to know. Is like what happens to all these other blockchains when people start realizing that they can build all of the things they they dreamt of building on Lightning, and Lightning actually gets some uptake. Mm. What happens? Because I don't think that you can make those other chains free. Um, unless you build a lightning implementation, which puts them which years behind. I think they're going to do that. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a shitty, it might be a shittier lightning implementation. Maybe. It's it's the way to scale these chains. But it's very might, smart. But like, if I was EOS, I, I'd have a lightning idea around Yeah, corner. of course. Like, I mean, they, I, know they, I know they have smart contracts. They've had, they've had some smart contract hacks lately because yeah. it's the same thing <laughs> as Ethereum. EOS is even more funny because... They have that weird consensus uh, voting thing. Well, they have like designated people who like right. It's it's like the, block producers. It's like it's like it's, it's the like dream it's, of like it's like we're centralized to an extent, and these are the people who are one computer, <laughs> one vote. Yeah. Yes. It's my dream to be a block producer. It really is. <laughs> could you imagine like someday I could be a block, Daddy? I want to be a block producer. <laughs> you too, ch- you child. You can aspire to be a block producer someday. <laughs> Just earn enough money. I will hand my no down to you. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, like, I, I could see that happening in, in Bitcoin. And that's, like, very much what I remember. It sounds very much like Beanie Babies to me. Like, people collecting these things. Like, I am a node producer on EOS, and someday I'll pay for my child's college with it. It's like, okay. Like, that's a weird thing to think. Because y- you won't. Mm. I hope not. Maybe some. Maybe you will. Maybe you'll rare well, Pepe out. Yeah. Well, it's like... They think that, and then so 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 like some people are like like liquid, and then you have uh, like you have like RGB, which is uh, like Giacomo's idea for doing like assets on Lightning. Yeah, like people are kind of like, do we like do Bitcoin maximalists want other tokens? Like there was that well, like that debate kind of popped up this again. This is the thing. In the okay. Mix of all of this so shit. so so because tokens are possible, they can be done on Bitcoin, and you can't do shit about it. That's the beauty of these networks. Yeah. Right. And that's that's that was my point about SegWit and all of these other things. You can complain all you want about how somebody's done something you don't like to the blockchain. That's fine, but it's possible, mm-hmm. so they can do it. If you don't like it, you can do something else. Mm. But the fact that you know they're possible, what are you going to do? Like close off the ability of them to do that? They're going to just you know run an implementation of the blockchain that allows them to do of 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 core that allows them to do it. They'll just you know rewrite it if they can, and uh, you'll be able to write this core. They'll be able to use uh, some some you know node that that finds consensus with the network and uh, you know does whatever it is that you want to do to create tokens or whatever the fuck it is. It'll yeah. be just it's the thing is you can't prevent people from building on this. You can't unless you hard fork and remove capabilities or remove t- you know hooks or something like that. Mm. Which we know this, but to say that in that way is very it's it's a it's a reminder of like oh yeah like that is what's so fucking well, it's just cool like, about like, this. like ah like, but that's child porn on the internet we should we should we should delete the ability to do that like you can't mm. you can't like it, there's stuff on the internet that you don't like and that we all want and you can arrest those people you can make it illegal uh you know but you can't remove it from the internet because the internet is it's an open standard what are you going to do like like have some bot that crawls the internet as part of the, the the main protocol itself, and just remove that stuff. Mm. No, you use police enforcement. You know, it's the same thing with Bitcoin. You can't prevent people from buying drugs or doing illicit things. Right, you it's, just can't. It, it, it's as it's as part of the world or, now or as, for as that air. Matter, 
adding things to the blockchain that are within the consensus. Yeah. The, 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 the model of consensus. You can do whatever you want. And that's why I love per Bitcoin. It's permissionless. It is permissionless. I mean, that's a counterparty thing, right? Like, I, there were people that were very against counterparty being built. Mm -hmm. Luke Dash Jr. didn't like the way it was originally implemented. Uh, but now, you know, it, it is what it is. It exists. Oh, yeah. Opera turns of area. Opera, opera turns an ability where you can put all kinds of shit. You can do whatever you want. You can do all kinds of shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, the, uh, I, 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 as far as I understand, the, the extensibility of what you can do with Bitcoin transactions is going to improve to a certain extent. I'm still wanting, I really, really, really want you to develop with me a, uh, a Twitter on the blockchain. Yeah, we should do that. Just so that it can exist as an option so nobody will use it. But we'll say, like, there's, there it is. Go use it. It's 40 cents a tweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Roger Veer has this quote by Frederick Bastiat. Friedrich Bastiat, by virtue of exchange, one man's prosperity is beneficial to all others. I think someone should NPC that. <laughs> someone, someone, one of these guys that uh, who who would it be like? I don't know, like, like stop and decrypt or whatever. I like him. He got banned from Twitter for a little while. Yeah, I think. he was yeah. like, like he might. Uh, I could see him like NPCing all of Rogers. Being well, people are doing it. Like I see Mister Hot. <laughs> like is Mister Hot? No, it's uh, a Jeebus. Uh, it's so funny, Jeebus. I like Pavo Coin and others. I'm I'm admiring that. Veer is, you know, it's, it's these, I, I like this NPC character. It's, it's funny. Oh, I think it's going to be short lived, by the way, because it, it, I think everybody can kind of be NPC'd. Right. Well, I, think, I think people do not understand well, how often they repeat talking points. It's going to, so in other words, it's going to be used so much that it's going to, it's going to start applying to everybody. Yeah, it'll just, it'll, it'll, it'll cannibalize itself. And, and like the response to someone using an NPC is to NPC them. Like that's what I did with Veer today, right? Mm. Like here, here you are, Veer. And, uh, and someone's <laughs> we're, like, realize we're all NPCs. <laughs> well, the response was then like B Casher showed up and started NPCing uh, the Bitcoiners. Yeah, and they're not wrong with their their criticisms. Uh, so it's it's just hard to like not repeat you know other people's ideas. Mm. Uh, Fidelity. So are you short? Are you short this meme? Would you short it? I would short this meme. I think okay. that right now it's I think it's peak meme right now. Okay, this is like we've it's, already yeah. It's, like, it's on the it's it's going to dampen damp. This is this is the height. Yeah. Uh, this is this is peak meme. Yeah. And I think it'll last maybe another week, and then it'll kind of, like, disappear. Yeah. Disappear. Uh, Fidelity has done something. I don't actually understand what it is they did exactly. <laughs> but they, they're, they're like, we but did something, a thing. They're making it easier for uh, storing crypto. Are they, just, I think what they're doing is building a more secure sock drawer. They are. But I think they're going to offer that sock drawer to their customers. Right. Are, are they just, <laughs> like, are they entering the market to compete they're with like, Bitcoin? They're like, is that what it is? I, I guess. Well... If you're a Fidelity Fidelity customer, you have like some kind of like four one k thing with them or whatever yeah. whatever you'd have for Fidelity. Can you now be like, oh, I want to buy some Bitcoin? With I that. just can't wait for these things to start getting like Super Bowl commercials. Fidelity Digital Assistant help you manage your crypto. Yeah. <laughs> They're gonna get like a bunch of customers with like eight dollars in Bitcoin. Oh yeah, probably. Or 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 they'll have like customers like I want everything into Bitcoin right now. It'll be like, uh, I also, I, sorry, I also I think it's remarkable. Idea. Like everyone now, like I'll talk to these institutionals, institutionalists and uh, the institutionologists. And they'll, they'll say to me like, I've been here since 2011. They've all been here since 2012 and 2011. Mm. That's, that's the thing that blows my mind that they actually think that I believe that 
Yeah. Because they haven't. Well, people were saying this Fidel, like whoever the woman is that's running this division, she actually has been here for some time because she she was uh she was the same one that was like, Oh yeah, we're mining it we're mining Bitcoin. Yeah, but that's since like twenty fifteen. Right, yeah, right, no, yeah. But like that she would say I was I've been here for years. Yeah, you're new. You're new. And the first thing it's you like did that was Caitlin mine. La- that Caitlin, that oh, Caitlin they all, they all, oh, she's they the all, worst. They all have claims to Oh, Caitlin, what does she claim? Like, I've been here since 2012. She says 2012. 2012 is the new. 2012 is the new 2014. Yeah. If you if you didn't have weird aspects of your personal life affected, nobody like, was here. <laughs> nobody like, was here until 2014. What's the measurement? Did no you one, lo- did you lose a girlfriend? Right. Did your friends ostracize you? Right. Did you leave or quit or get right. fired what was from it, your job? What was it? What was it that you did? Because <laughs> if that happened to you, that, that then, you, you then maybe yeah. you were here. Yeah. But I doubt it. 2014 <laughs> is when people came. 2014. Yeah. Nobody was here before then. If someone tells you they were here before then, you can ask questions. I was just told by a guy that he's been here since 2012 mining shit coins. He's oh. like, I was, I've been in this space since 2012, and I set up my miner to mine alt altcoins. I'm like, no, yeah, no. I, I asked him, I was like, what altcoins are you mining in 2012? Because I bet he won't answer. Did you give an answer? No. Oh, not yet. Because like we had like Litecoin. There, there were like four, there, I think <laughs> if he like, doesn't say Litecoin. Then, like, what were I think mining? Litecoin, Purecoin. Uh, I mean, there's a, there's Prime a few coin. Prime Coin. There were like five. <laughs> there, there might have been ten. Yeah, but like I'll bet, I'll bet, I'll bet he doesn't know that. Right. Like if you were mining in 2012, and someone asks you that, you should know like that should be an obvious like, oh yeah, I was mining. Well, also in 2012, you could still mine like Bitcoin. Yeah. You could, you know, you could you could kind of do it in your home. Why would you go straight to altcoins? That wasn't the era that people were jumping onto altcoins just to mine them constantly. Like it was there were there were people that were doing that obviously, but for the most part people were showing up and like all mine Bitcoin. And you know, they were trying it with, you know, whatever. Like no one went straight to altcoins. You tried Bitcoin first at the very least. And then you moved other coins. Here here's a list. 2010 coins. Uh, solid coin 2.0. 2010 coins or tw- 20, uh, sorry, 2012. 2012 coins. TerraCoin, FryCoin. Oh, fr- FreyaCoin is FreyaCoin, right? I don't know how to say it. F R R E I. That's uh, Jorge Timon's coin. Okay. Oh, okay. Like he, like mem- remember how some of these devs had like their own like oh I did I did like my own Bitcoin with like a different thing. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Starcoin, Bytecoin, which has been around for a while. BBQ coin. <laughs> <laughs> Time coin. BBQ coin should have pumped with all the media lately. Yeah. <laughs> Microcash, real pay, coiled coin. That's a famous one. You, is that the one that. Yeah, Luke Dash Jr., 51% attacked it and disappeared it. <laughs> solid, solid coin. I think, it, I think it has some adherence still. I like that, like, uh, of blockchains, you, you describe them as, like, followers. Like, coiled coin still has some followers. Uh, Litecoin. <laughs> some guy, it's like. Fairbricks. Rook, Rook coin. Tenebricks, Geist Geld, Solid Coins, Share Coins, Altcoin, <laughs> I guess. I, I'm, I'm reading this right from uh, Bitcoin Talk, by the way. IO Coin, IX Coin, Beer Tokens, <laughs> Town Coin, Universal Bitcoin, which is like Bitcoin Catholic, and Steady Coin. Oh, and Namecoin. Oh, yeah, Namecoin. Namecoin, obviously. Oh, yeah. So these were kind of the old ones. If he says anything other than these, I mean, like, it. it I don't think he realizes if, if he. I know, I'm sure he's lying. I don't think he realizes how easy it is to find out when coins started. So he's going to probably give me something that probably started in like 2014 or 13. Like 2012. I mean, I guess 2012 would have had some some decent numbers of all coins. There, there have to be others too there. Um, but I just 
it's t- 2012 wasn't it was still I remember I remember 2012 thinking like god I'm it's so late in the history of bitcoin anybody here anybody anybody getting here now is is an, is just so new and and like they missed everything but now you look back in 2012 those guys are like I guess I guess I'm one of them yeah you are one Holy of them shit you're like an ancient <laughs> Dude, like the I, ancient ones. I, <laughs> I I don't know how like how few people there were in Bitcoin when I got in, when I started like participating and looking at the community and stuff. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at like, it's just it blows my fucking mind, because I probably accidentally got here when there were like three thousand people. Yeah, it was like everybody was what like on Bitcoin talk like. Like you, you had like all the like ever. Any well, I just think of how stupid I was for not like buying Bitcoin dot com. <laughs> you know, because it was there. Yeah. Or getting like the Bitcoin Facebook page, you know, shit like that. Or grabbing anything. That it just anything. I could have like I don't know. Like I remember when you could buy you know so many casacious coins, mm-hmm. and and I was like, why would I fucking want to pay seven dollars for that shit? How much are, are those? How much are those going? They're for? like fifty percent more than Bitcoin. It's, it's probably ten thousand bucks a coin now. Really? Yeah, but they've always been that way. I think even when they were like when when you were first buying them, I think they were like fifty percent more to buy. Mm. So like they've pretty much just escalated in value commensurate with what they were priced at originally. Mm. Like you didn't lose any money. Your your investment seems to have gone up equivalently. Yeah. Well, you know, you don't know. Like you didn't. No, like, you, you know. It was just. It's funny looking back on it. The things that you. The things you would have done. Yeah. Well, everyone's going to say that. Everyone's going to say, I wish I bought more. Right. Of something, whether it's Bitcoin or like shit like that or like, yeah. oh, I, oh, I should have bought. I should have like looked for more like domain names. I, sh- or I something. shouldn't have been scammed by Trade Fortress. Yeah. That's the kind of thing I say. <laughs> I should have pulled my own I shouldn't phones. have invested in a Ponzi. Yeah. <laughs> like these are the, the regrets of Bitcoin. Or yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Trade Fortress, I'll get you. <laughs> Whoever you are. <laughs> well, that's that's. I keep wondering if I like will meet someone in like that was your years. Like, I I started in Bitcoin back in uh, 2012 or 2011. And, uh, I went by the name Trade Fortress. Ah, oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> and I'll put my cane up in the air and I'll walk up to the stage and like hit him on the top of the head once. <laughs> and Bitcoin will be worth like two hundred fifty thousand bucks, and he'll owe me like just millions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Trade Fortress. Okay. Um, Wyoming. Wyoming. Has a Bitcoin moratorium. Did they actually pass this thing or what? I don't know, but they're, they're, it's another, uh, hey, hey, get get the fuck off our land. Is that what's going on? They want, they want people gone? See, that's what, that's what you get, Wyoming. You invited people there against my better judgment. I was telling you not to, but you didn't listen. So, Okay. Application by Cheyenne Power Company for a blockchain interruptible service tariff. Miners get cheaper electricity in exchange for agreeing to the possibility of interruption. And retail customers would receive a $2 credit to the power cost uh, adjustment per megawatt hour. So what does that mean? I don't know. So they're, they're like, they're like <laughs> welcoming miners, but they're telling them that they'll give them brownouts. Is that what, like, essentially what's we going on? We have the option to turn you off. We can turn you off. Huh. Well, there was that mining thing, but the other one that was interesting was uh, 
The Seattle Times had a report on some stuff going on in Washington. So. I love this one. This is a great one. That's a better one. I, the Wyoming thing, Wyoming I don't, I don't think that's like necessarily a... them like telling them to get out, but I do think that that's on the horizon uh, if they keep sucking up their power. This Washington one was about Gigawatt. The company Gigawatt. <laughs> okay. You said you'd heard of them before. I feel like I've heard of them, but then I realized that might have been mega big power. Well, this is. I think this article, like ta- this company, is a good example of why, like, you probably don't want to get into mining. And this wasn't like a small operation. Probably this was this was big enough where, you know, this company's like million dollars, millions of dollars in debt. They took money from investors in exchange for like a token. They are they tokenized. Are, they're tokenized. Idiots. They, I don't think it was like a public thing, but it was like a private token. <laughs> People don't get they, this. I, I remember back in the early days the when... Company's, uh, the company's not in a good position. Yeah. So there was there was a Bitcoin... Mercha Popesh, Popeshko uh, ran a... I think it was MPEX. MPEX. Does anyone remember MPEX? Do you remember MPEX? I bet you weren't here. No, I wasn't here. I, I, I've heard stories of this Mercha guy, and he's on Twitter, I think. But I, I don't know... That's that's way before my time. MPEX was like this decentralized, basically an ICO platform. Uh, I think Satoshi Dice did did it. Huh. MPEX. Okay. It was MPEX. Bitcoin Wiki. Here we go. So it, I think it was Merchant Popesco's uh, project. And you could basically, bi- it was a, a, command, <laughs> a command line NASDAQ for Bitcoin. Okay. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and companies were going public on it. This is like when we were children and like you'd like I'm 16 and I'm taking my company public. And then you go into like MPEX and you'd like type in, you know, how many shares you you got and then you just like, you know, start making public announcements. It was very libertarian. <laughs> I, I mean I really like I really like the spirit of what we did early on. And by we I mean Mercha. Uh and and I I I I very much enjoyed it. I had no I couldn't I, I remember going there. I couldn't figure out what was going on, but it was because Bitcoin was the first time I really started like looking at charts. I had no idea. Like I remember going to even at Mount Gox and looking at the you know those little charts where they have the buy and sells, mm-hmm. and there, it looks like two tits. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was I would sit there and be like, how the fuck do you read that? I, now it's obvious, but like it took me a while to kind of figure that out and to figure out like why the space was there in between the buy and the sell and what was going on there. You know now it's easy, but it's it, it was just like MPEX was this you know platform where you could take anything public. And uh, that was that was amazing, but yeah, like ICOs have been like an, an early thing in Bitcoin forever, and it seems like. And I remember a lot of the people that went on to MPEX, tons of them, tons and tons were miners. It was all mining operations for a while. Mm. So miners were like go- going public by selling shares to themselves on MPEX, and uh, and you know then they would go bankrupt because they were shitty miners. <laughs> no one knows how to burn electricity. Yeah. Profitably, except Jihan Wu, who then undid all of his work by creating Bitcoin Cash <laughs> and firing his best dude. And, yeah, well, no, he, I think that dude quit. <laughs> that dude quit. Well, yeah, they had a scientist. This is the. I mean, as I understand it, and I, well, I don't know if this is true, but this is the rumor that they had. They had their chief, their chief ASIC operating scientist, yeah. chief ASIC operators, the CAO. He's a cow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> The, he he left uh, over some some you know President Trump style fighting that was going on and uh, he didn't like it there so so like Jihan Wu from behind his desk said okay you go I make them myself and uh, that's not racist 
because I'm part Japanese mm-hmm. or Chinese. I'm part Chinese. Are you one one out of a hundred? One one thousand twenty four. One thousand twenty four. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm one thousand twenty fourth Chinese. So, uh, but no, he. So he he. Then Jihan Wu sat at his desk and tried to design uh, the new chipset, and they were shit. So that's that's what's going on with uh, with Jihan Wu now. Apparently, they're new. Asics also are shit in the bed. That's what's yeah. It's like one guy that can like. Is this the, the first Bitcoin Asics? show we've had in a while where we've stayed on topic for the most part? Like it's have it's we all been on topic? We've well, I mean we we veer. Yeah, we, we Roger veer. We Roger veer. Uh, but like pretty much the whole show so far has been Bitcoin. <laughs> Seems that way. Um, wow. But well, uh, this this website might actually because like literally we're kind of going down the list right now. So <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this thing's gonna help. Yeah. How about that? Huh. But don't, your notes really were shitty, and this is this apparently is like better than your notes. It's like just a list of fucking stories. How about that? Yeah, yeah. Wow. All right. Well, we're 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 improving our one star rating. All right. So anyhow, yeah, <laughs> I don't want that one star. Well, go we're to improving it. That we're, we're we're getting more one stars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's strengthening it. Strengthening. strengthening the stronghold at the lowest rating possible. I like you know I was thinking about it the other day. There's nobody who can have a lower rating than us. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from getting no stars, which is just no votes, because you can't vote less than one star. Right. So, so we are the lowest rated podcast on iTunes. And if anybody ruins that, I'm going to send Sean over there to kill you. And I'll, I can do it. He, he can't. Well, well, I'm big enough. The last guy I tried to have you kill, you, you failed. Because <laughs> you, you just, you, you know. You found him attractive. Um, okay, <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah, apparently, uh, so 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 Jihan Wu was designing these chips himself uh, with Elmer's glue and plastic, and and the thing just didn't work. So th- apparently, the new ones have shit the bed. Uh, the the old the last chipset shit the bed, and apparently, there's a couple of new uh, mining operations out there that are actually making decent miners. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I wonder what's going to happen there with, with Jihan Wu because ASICs are really fucking hard apparently yeah. to make. We also heard from that same guy that the Chinese... Don't tell them that we heard from a guy. This is a, just stuff I know. Oh, yeah. This, the stuff that you know. <laughs> uh, well, I've heard the Jihan... We, it's I've unsourced. We've heard this from, the Jihan, from nobody. The, 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 the guy that worked for Jihan Wu, I heard that from a few places. Like yeah. I remember hearing that elsewhere. So. We, we, have a, we have a new miner in our life who gives us information. Uh, you know, biased, well, obviously. The other thing, too, is that... Like, so, so like, we're talking about this, uh, this Washington story. Like these miners that try to do a larger operation, so larger than the kid in the, kid in his basement, like they fuck a lot of things up. And like one mistake that they, these people seem to make is that they think that like by mining they're going to hold on to their Bitcoin instead of just selling it immediately. And like they'll have like these outstanding payments and like debts, and then like the price will tank. Well, I have like that debate all the time with people. People tell me that Bitcoin is not based on debt, and I'm like, okay. Then explain to me how like these mining companies go bankrupt because they can't afford the electricity. That they burned, because it sounds like they are in debt. Mm. You know, Bitcoin is largely based on debt. Like you have to, you you, you burn electricity, and now you ha- are indebted to an electric company. Mm. Like it's very simple. You you create this asset from the beginning by going into debt to somebody. Money always has to be debt, in my opinion. Well, they would say but I'm a Keynesian, but, they, but they they would say that that's different than the Bitcoin. <laughs> Like they would say, like, well, that's that debt, and then there's Bitcoin. Like they're they're not the same thing. I'm a Keynesian. <laughs> I'm trying to trigger people. <laughs> Keynes. 
Keynes is wonderful. <laughs> John Maynard Keynes. Okay. Keynes did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask Safety in the Moose. <laughs> safety in the Moose. <laughs> You, you like safety What's the Rocky like, Bullwinkle thing? Hey, hey, I'm Rocky. <laughs> hey, Bullwinkle. You like you know? I, I was I, I was feel like doing Rocky and Bullwinkle. But they're, they're my favorite characters. Oh, Rocky. Oh, Rocky. Oh, sorry, that's Rocky. Oh, Bullwinkle. Hey, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh, yeah, Dudley Do Right. <laughs> I, I can do them all. They're great. Oh, Bullwinkle. <laughs> Oh, Bullwinkle, you screwed up again. <laughs> hey, Rocky. <laughs> hey, Rocky. <laughs> Rocky, what did I do? <laughs> you know. Bitcoin's hard money. Bitcoin's hard money, Bullwinkle. <laughs> what does that mean, Rocky? <laughs> Didn't you learn it? What's the matter, you? <laughs> I fucking love these almonds. Anyhow. <laughs> Those are pretty good. They are good. They're salted. They're delicious, but okay. So yeah, this th- these mining company failures are like you know it's it's not unexpected to me. Oh yeah, it, it, it can totally happened, and that's what happened with these people. So their business is failing, millions of dollars of debt. Guy, the, the main guy leaves. They're burning like a fuck ton of power, uh, of course. Like so, so aside from the normal mining woes of like the people that you're getting electricity from, what do the fuck out? Like Here's what I want to know. If you're, if you're burning a shit ton of power and you have a ton of debt, mm-hmm. why don't you just buy a shit ton of miners and burn up like $12 million of electricity in a month and then just leave town, get out of the country, go to Thailand, and retire? Yeah. Just just, <laughs> just grab the money and go. Just leave. Mm-hmm. That's one option. Leave it all behind, but I don't know. And the about mining operations, like, the thing is, I, we've talked about this before, but like reorganization bankrupt- bankruptcy mm-hmm. was designed because banks didn't want to seize railroads. Because what the fuck was a bank going to do with a railroad? Like they don't want to operate a fucking railroad, <laughs> right? So, but like Bitcoin miners are a little different because like they have this huge infrastructure, and you know a lot of them probably are going you know getting you know loans from banks and stuff like that. But there's there's no equipment that later on they would want if like they went bankrupt. In six months, their their equipment's gone and done. They don't have an infrastructure like railroads had. So, I, you know, it's it's a little weird to me, this whole thing, because I don't know what, what you do with these things. I think... Oh, they said... They said I think you don't do graceful bankruptcy. I think if you're a miner, what you do is you mine, and then you, you fucking get out of town and you get exit. out of the country, and you leave. You, exit. you just exit. You, yeah. leave your, you leave your big containers there so that they can turn them into, like, contemporary modern that's, art. Yeah. No, that's probably the thing to do. It's like it's like the pirates that fl- flee to like a island somewhere. Just go become a Somalian. Yeah. <laughs> well, they 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 said that they're going to turn some of these uh, some of the equipment into. I bet they will. Use like cloud computing. I was AI. about to. I was about to say AI I, I, machine I, I learning. I knew it. I was about yeah. to say I bet they're going to turn them into <laughs> cloud computing computers. Yeah. yeah. Because that seems we're to gonna me do, we're going to do AI instead with yeah. all this machine. All these okay, machines. It's so dumb. So like <laughs> your capital expenditure is on miners, right, and electricity. Those are those are the two big expenses. What you're telling me is you're going to take your facility, which probably isn't that secure because it's probably you're probably retarded, <laughs> and and you you probably don't have a giant building that's made for these servers, and you're going to build a server farm for who to use. You're competing with Amazon and Google. Mm. There are smaller companies that you could also use, like Joyent. You know, you're competing with people that have been doing this for a long time. Why do we need extra cloud computing? We have plenty. Yeah. 
Is, is there like need for redundancy? Does like Walla Walla Washington really want to become the cloud computing capital of the world? <laughs> You're way up in the corner of the United States. There's, who, who are you trying to serve uh, American content to quickly? Russia? <laughs> like what, what, is the, what is your use? You want to sell to Amazon? Like, come on, guys. It's the dumbest idea. Yeah. Well, it's, that, that's like, that's, that's the failure for We're going to need a planners. lot of computing power. We got it. Google has so much <laughs> of it. You think, that, you think Google's going to, like, outsource it to you? No. Yeah. Google's going to spend an afternoon building a facility that is 12 times bigger than yours for half the price you did it because they do it at scale. Mm. And they're not going to buy your computing power because you're stupid and they wouldn't trust you with it because they have their own computers. Well, cloud computing is where you go when you, when you fill out a Bitcoin, I guess, like my current. Yeah, <laughs> for AI. I like the idea for AI. Like, what are like uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, random business, uh, do you have like an AI project? <laughs> we have like a computer stack that's specifically tailored to it. Oh, like, wh- like what, what do you mean? We just have computers in a container they're in a storage container and <laughs> they have giant fans so like they don't get real hot okay uh and you can do ai on them okay don't have any don't have any ai projects in the works right now but i'll keep you in mind for the future like that's how i assume those conversations go <laughs> you're gonna get like, who cold. do you fucking call like you're gonna get oh. cold cold to like get sold well, Right, like just think about it. Like, if you're a company that's doing quote unquote AI, and you're actually doing, a, first of all, AI is almost always a scam. Yeah. But if you're actually doing AI and you need like significant <laughs> like, computer like, power, like Google's doing AI, maybe, maybe, yeah. But, but like, if you're like actually doing AI and you need significant commu- computing power, you're not going to call random bumfuck man. <laughs> you're going to call a company that builds like AI computers, or you're going to call Google or something like that, and you're probably VC funded because you have enough money for it. And you're going to spend, <laughs> you're like, like bumfuck man. <laughs> the bumfuck man calls <laughs> to sell you AI ah, I'm here to sell you AI. <laughs> it's I, bumfuck man. And like <laughs> is that what Bellagio is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is I, bumfuck man. And uh, so, yeah, like. You're not gonna, but you're not gonna call him up and, and like uh, buy his AI shit. You're gonna call a reputable company, yeah. get AI computers. I don't know, maybe 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 call a company that you've heard of, like Intel or something <laughs> like that. Um, and you're gonna, yeah, right, IBM, probably I, you know, IBM. You're you gonna compete with Watson. Yeah. Watson's already a shit project, but they've dumped so much money into <laughs> it. It's gotta be better. It. It's gotta be better than what you're gonna build. Yeah. So like, I'm gonna call up IBM and say like, hey, IBM, uh, I saw your commercial in the Super Bowl. Um, which you just you know threw money at and burned, and I was hoping <laughs> I could get some space on this Watson machine to do AI, and and, and I'd be able to be like, fuck yeah, well can we run a commercial about you? And you'd be like, yeah, of course you can, you know, You're like there's no way that there's no way that this is a good idea for these guys. Mm. It's a stupid market that they know that they know nothing about, and it's it's funny because they've already proven they can't really run a business. Um, so like I don't know how they're going to get uptake on people storing like. How is this different than website hosting, by the way? <laughs> You're just fucking running computers. Yes. Like, dude, it's, it, it's not a special computer that does AI. <laughs> it's like, you're like, this is a special NASA computer. <laughs> what the fuck is a, an AI computer? You're going to put, like, a bunch of TI-85 calculators in there and just, like, have them calculating away? Just, just numbers. You're going to, like, is it a quantum computer? Is, is Vitalik selling you quantum miners? Like, what is it that your computer does that other computers don't do? Mm. Or are you just putting computers into a room and saying that they're for AI? Because I assume that's what you're doing. Because you, 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 
your mining operation blew up. <laughs> okay, um, I'm in Florida. Like, okay, so like I'm thinking like I, I need I need someone to tr to process video really quickly. So I'm gonna use someone in Washington to to send that video <laughs> all the way up there so that they can then send it back. Or I could just use somebody who's got an AWS server that picks the closest center to me and yeah. is you know twenty times cheaper than whatever it is they're doing. But again, like they have to buy new computers. It's not like they don't have a capital expenditure here that they're going to have to like you know mm. use. They still have they still have land, all sorts of things. Why would I trust somebody who just bankrupted their mining operation <laughs> to hold my data securely and forever? Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, come on, guys! Come on! <laughs> well, come on! You can get sued. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's like, yeah, it's like the same. Like, why would you hire these devs who've worked on the Bell? No, like, right? Like, like, like what, what are you gonna what are you gonna put on your resume? Like, you know, I, I'm an expert in Bitcoin. I fit, I I drove a mining operation bankrupt. Like, oh, can you hold my data? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's like until I can't anymore. It's like Dad Larimer's resume. Right. I'm, I'm the guy that Satoshi's told you're too dumb. <laughs> like, I don't have time to explain this. You you take too long to grasp things, so I can't even explain them to you. That's my claim to fame. I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. Give me your money. <laughs> His claim to fame is that he's pumped a lot of projects and then walked away. That's what's funny to me. And I'll be in rooms <laughs> where, like, I'll be like, you can't, Dan Larimer is just going to, like, do exactly what he's done with this project that he's done with every other one. He's going to get into it and he's going to walk away. Yeah. And they're like, that's why I like him. I'm like, okay, there's no winning here. There's no, there's no fucking winning. You, you like him because he does exactly that. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's play Okie Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to play Okie Cookie? Okie Cookie. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> this has been the week of, like, stable coins. Yeah. Well, we had this tether. What happened with Tether the other day where, like, someone, like, dumped a bunch of Tether on exchange for Bitcoin? Like, something happened, like, really quickly. I don't know, but and Tether it, dropped, it, it like, dropped, 94 cents. Yeah. And it was it was funny. And, like, Bitcoin shot up a little bit, but it totally, like, distorted the Tether price. Yeah. Um, and then, like, people were talking about, like... Like there was a conspiracy going around that like ever since these other companies. Oh, Noble. Also, no. At the same time, Noble Bank, which has been the rumored bank of Tether, is apparently having some financial problems down in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Or the Puerto Rico is that where they are? Puerto Rico. Puerto yeah. Rico. I hate when people do. Where's it? Costa Rica? No, it's Puerto, Puerto. I think it's Rico. Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. You have to say like a Spanish person, otherwise yeah. you're like. Oh, which makes sense. They're in Puerto Rico. This is where Brock Pierce is now. Yeah. Yeah, well, and I forgot he, about that. And he started Tether. <laughs> yeah, he had something to do with it. Yeah. It was him and... Uh, I can't think of him in as anything other than the Mighty Ducks guy. <laughs> I, 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 just, just I think of like, like showing up to a bank again. in like a, a, a hockey face mask. Like, I'm here to deposit a <laughs> billion dollars. Like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like... Well, I just see, like him at a conference. He's like so some, short. The guy shows up like, oh, you're that, kid, you're that guy from that Mighty Ducks movie. I don't think... I mean, he looks... He's as tall as he was then. I think they give uh, child actors shots that make them never grow taller than four foot six. <laughs> Maybe seven. Yeah. He's super short. Yeah. And Tony Lane Casserole is very tall. So that's... Well, I don't think how that works. I don't think they're dating. But Who knows? Maybe they are. Maybe. I mean, I'm sure they. You said it, not me. Um, no. <laughs> 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 no, I got. I got to say, like, okay, uh, the stablecoin thing is interesting because there's a bunch of stablecoins being released. Uh, Gemini's releasing one. 
Who else? Uh, Circles. Circles releasing one. Tether's already on the market. There's probably some others on the horizon. I think Binance is releasing uh, their yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, Binance. And I'm thinking about it. You know, I think the next iteration here, then, is an index of stable coins. That has to be what happens here, right? Yeah. Right? I think so. Why not? Well, I know. I think that'd be the, I think that'd be the least risky stable coin you could have. Yeah, because your index is just based off of, like, <laughs> it's just it's a dollar. And it's, it, it is a dollar, yeah. And it's multiple... Uh, Multiple stable coins representing a dollar, and yes. they have they have the risk of whatever that entails. All you have to do is measure them. Yes, uh, but they're stable, so <laughs> I don't know. It just, it seems like a really easy. Well, no, but the problem like yeah, a, it's a pretty easy like, like a uh, thing idea. to do. Yeah, <laughs> the, I mean, the, the, like the problem, like what happens how, is if, how, if how tether many, like how many indexes can you do until as many as you ridiculous. want? So like, no, no, it's, it's no ridiculous. Index of the more the more the better, the more the merrier. Okay, you can just recurse with like. Indexes of indexes. Yeah, I mean, you could you could index. Oh, you're saying like, could you index the index? Right. So like, if if more indexes popped up. Okay. So here's here's how it works. Here's how it works, Sean. Okay. Uh, the idea is that you cannot be compensated for risk that can be diversified away. So the best thing you want to do is you want to diversify risk that you can't be compensated for. All right. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. So there's a number of risks that you have with these coins. Uh, one of which is uh, you know that they don't have the money in their bank account. So mm-hmm. there's, there's a possibility of like systemic failure because they're, you know, they're lying to you. And then there's a possibility of like protocol failure, right? Like what if you know, Ethereum explodes and your, your stable coin's on Ethereum? So if you can mitigate against every kind of risk, uh, if, then, then, then it, it behooves you to continue to index, mm. right? To diversify. Because you can diversify away that risk. Right. Now, once you get to the point where you've diversified away all that risk, it's, it doesn't make a lot more sense. But, yeah. Until that risk has been diversified away. That's, that's, just, yeah. that's, just, that's, that's correct. That, that, that's breaking out Until of the Until you've maximally, maximally reduced the risk through diversification. Mm. And, that, and that's what VC companies do is they're trying to diversify away and the, problem the risk always of like is management, that, for example. The problem is you have to measure that risk, which isn't always easy. Right. Well, it's hard to know what the risks are. Right. Mm. That's why that your goal is to like at least you know be compensated by matching like the S and P five hundred. Like um, like like tether on uh, uh, you have Omni and then there's tether on Ethereum. Like it's hard to know if that matters. Tether on Omni, tether on Ethereum. Yeah. So you have well, like, you have, like I, I think that matters a lot. Tether. I think that you would yeah. want to hold both because I think they, they they hold. I think tether on Omni and tether on Ethereum. I think the fact that they are traded. Both as tether, I believe. I don't think that there's like a distinction between them. I think is a high risk. I think that's stupid. They should be. They're different tethers. There's Ethereum tether and there's Bitcoin tether. And the fact that they're viewed as one tether is wrong. Mm. It is wrong and evil and immoral. <laughs> and it should. Be, it will go to hell. It's an amalgamation. It will, it, <laughs> it will burn in the fires of hell. <laughs> that's how. I, that's how I think of that. Yeah. Okay. You want to talk about the pronunciation of hodl? Uh, hodl, guys. Well, well, hodl, hodl, not not hodl. Yeah, I, mean, I want to do a lesson on that. It's hodl, it's not hodl. Anybody who says hodl is new. Yeah. Well, there there been some mainstream things saying hodl. I know. That's everyone's because of that fucking rap song that that John Oliver played. Oh yeah, was that? Yeah. I've never I've never met anybody who said hodl until 
recently, and yeah. then I hear a lot of people say hodl, and they and like the meat, like the like the CNBC fucks, like the fast money people, they get it wrong. Like they're like, oh, yeah, it's for hold on for your life. Oh, that's a good, that's a good one too. Yeah, hold on for dear life that they've like anachronized it. Anachronized is that it? Acronymized, acronymized it. Well, it's like, good. No, I'm trying to remember when 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 hodl. Uh, when I'm sorry, when Hoddle first popped up, it had to be like 2015, right? And then I remember uh, this is gentleman. Oh, this is gentleman. That was that was like a two week, oh, yeah, three week thing. Yeah, this That's, is gentleman. Yeah. Oh God, that was. That and was it was hilarious. because like he went to he didn't type the this is it gentleman. Yeah, it was the price. This is it. gentleman. Yeah, that was so funny. Acronymized. I like that word. Acronymized. Acronymized. That's a nice word. Right? That's a that's a heard here first. That's a word to say. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> if you hear that word anywhere, they got it's it here. Heard here first. <laughs> um, but hodl. It's hodl. And it doesn't stand for hold on for dear life. Mm-hmm. It stands for hold. Yeah. Hold. It's a misspelling of the hold. word hold. Hold. And it means to Hold your Bitcoin. It, it, incidentally, it is it has become synonymous with crypto. So hold your crypto. Hodl just means hold your crypto. It doesn't mean hold on for dear life. It just means hold. But for whatever reason, because of crypto it, it being its origins, it's sort of become synonymous with right. holding your crypto. So hodl. Hodl. Not hodl. If someone says hodl in your presence, punch them in the mouth. <laughs> And correct them, because mm. I, I I don't want this, I don't want to enter a world where people are saying hodl. It would be like a world where people are calling Nike Nike. <laughs> We're like, That'd be bad for everybody. What's that? Nikkei. 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 Yeah. Well, that's an index and in Nike. Yeah, Nike. Nike is not right. Okay. So did you see that? The, I, I, didn't, I, never, I don't know how I missed this, but the UN has been using a blockchain, apparently. Yeah, you, you, saw, you came across this article. It's such, okay, so I heard this well, on... But, like, is it... Are they really... McKinsey like, did a they, podcast where okay. they were talking about blockchain and all the different implementations, and they were... It was one of the... It was, it was more filled with stupid than you will possibly believe. It was so stupid. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I mentioned was a blockchain, uh, the UN's implementation of blockchain to fight hunger in Syria. And they're talking about, like, I went and I listened to some news stories, and they're like, Maldomo is going up to buy some groceries at the grocery store. She scans her iris, and she's paid right there and then. What she doesn't know is that this entire operation is backed by the technology that backs Bitcoin, known as blockchain. And so I look into it. The, the UN has created in the World Food Program a uh, a blockchain implementation that is a private implementation of Ethereum. So I guess it's one node. <laughs> um, and it, they've, they've implemented it in the World Food Program. Okay. Well, we, we know it's a centralized. I mean, it's, it's just it's their own Ethereum. Yeah. But, like, why? What, 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 so they actually have it. Like, they're, they're actually using something. Yes. But it, it's, it's very funny. I'm, I'm, looking for, I'm looking for the story that I found. Um, I don't know how I don't know how we missed this, but this is I mean it's a very funny. Oh, it's in the notes. Yeah. No, no, not that one. Oh, not that there's one. A, there's a different one that I found. Oh. Um, give me a sec. Blockchain. My uselessness prevails. UN Syria. Your yeah. Well, uh, that's 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 the one that I I put on the site on 
MerkelReport.com. MerkelReport.com. <laughs> um, oh, here it is. Go there Inside, now. it says MIT Technology Review. I don't want to subscribe. God damn it. Ah! You know, all the whole the website sh- you can't walk. You can't look at a website anymore. You can't. They give you all this shit. Um, oh, Master in Ethereum ships December 10th. Really? There's a good book to wipe your ass with. <laughs> oh, man. You're a biased. God, God damn it. Let me at least like, look actually at this kinda, article. I actually kind of want to like read through that just to like yeah. see like what what about it might be. Maybe it's on archive.org and I can find it. Maybe they'll they'll have it. You wanna, Are you going to read through it and just see what it says? Yeah. Because like, you know. No, I don't. I just I just kind of want to see what's in it. Like I don't know. Like like for, I want to I want to learn how like 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 what, what does account base mean? Account? Oh, you, I mean if, you know. Well, I, well, I know. Is, uh, is account based too. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. Well, I, damn, did you know that you had to subscribe to the tech, MIT Technology Review? That's stupid. I didn't know that. I don't know why. Because like yesterday I was reading this just fine. Okay, I got it. Finally, finally, yeah. Finally. Okay. God damn it. Okay. Um, there's so there's there's some amazing lines in this that are just uh, wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful. Okay. Um, so number of so there. Okay. Alter. Oh, God, some guy named God messaged me asking if I want to help and earn some money. Sounds like a good deal. Is someone just messaged you that? Yeah. I thought I have to send them Bitcoin. <clears throat> okay, so this this story is really incredible. There, there's, uh, <laughs> I, I think what's funny about it is that it it is rife with all the pitfalls that we would expect to see in a description of like a private blockchain and filled with stupidity. So let let's uh, let me go through some of these. Okay, uh, my favorite qu- <laughs> my favorite quote from the whole thing is is. Uh, is so the reason to use it, and this is from the McKinsey podcast. As I was, I was listening, everyone talks about like the immutability of blockchains, and that's why you want it internally, and you want to make sure you know. There's this notion among people that do private blockchains, by the way, that the nodes are what keep it secure. Okay, which is stupid and a complete misunderstanding of how blockchains work. They go, they they see they seem to think that uh, blockchain equals. Distributed node plus cryptography, mm. blockchain. All right. So, <laughs> in spite of that, they say the uh, so in this in this land, people are going through the lines of, of, at grocery stores and basically settling up with uh, blockchain tech. So they say that the upside of this permission system is that uh, Haddad, who's the the developer of this entire program at the at the World Food Program, and his team. Uh, can process transactions faster and more cheaply than what, first of all. The downside is that since the World Food Program has control over who joins the network, it also has the power to rewrite transaction history. (laughs) (laughs) What's the point? Right. What's the point? Okay. Uh, (laughs) They, they they, They themselves didn't even think like... No, they didn't think like three seconds. It's they're using it as a gimmick, and it's a little scary because they're distributing money on this thing, which tells me like I would it it, it I'm wondering what makes them different than a bank at this point, the World Food Program. 
because I don't. I, it's a scary program. It's, it, they have money. They're holding it, and they're allowing people to use it. So it's it, just. It's just at this point, they're a central bank. So your thing is, if if they if they've gone this far with this shit, who knows like what banks in general might. Well, I mean, are they just using the word blockchain so that they can put money into a database and say that we are now the controllers of the world world finance? It's a giant conspiracy, but literally, that's I'm this this is a central bank mm-hmm. at this point. I think. Like, they're a central bank for refugees. Yeah. Which is weird. Um, next. It's a major success to Sadad who explains that it reduces costs and the risk of sharing refugees' data while simultaneously improving the world financial program's control, flexibility, and accountability. Now, if we get a call that 20,000 people are coming in the night, we can have everything ready for them in the morning, he says. The old way would have taken two weeks and required paper vouchers. But because building blocks runs on a small permission blockchain. The project's scope and impact are narrow. So narrow that some critics say it's a gimmick and that world, the World Food Program could easily use a traditional database. <laughs> Haddad acknowledges that. Of course we could do all of what we're doing today without using blockchain, he says. But he adds, my personal view is that the eventual and end goal is digital ID and beneficiaries must own and control their data. Well, they don't on a network that is controlled by one group. Yeah. So stupid. But here's the explanation of why they think that, okay? If outside nonprofit organizations were allowed to add nodes to the blockchain's network, it could become more like a public blockchain with its advantage of being harder to hack or cripple because it is decentralized and distributed. Wrong! 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 <laughs> Wrong! It is not the distribution of the nodes that secures a network. In fact, that that was the that is literally the Byzantine general's problem. Right. The question is how, which node do you follow? That is what proof of work does. If you don't understand that, then you don't know what we've done here. And you have no business being here doing blockchain shit. You're an idiot, <laughs> Mr. Haddad. An you're, idiot. You're a stupid. You're a stupid idiot. You lose. You lose. It's it's just it's amazing to me. I bet that guy has a better job now. He has a he's probably paid so much money. That Ethereum. How many hundreds of thousands of dollars do you think that guy gets paid a year? I have no idea. Yeah, I bet well, it's a well, lot. Well, if you work for the food bank, I guess I guess you're a, if you're a technical person, you probably. I don't well, this this next story I think affects the UN greatly, because it it, it answers the question: Who is responsible for hacks? Mm-hmm. In some ways, right? CFTC. Finally, wait, and I guess it really doesn't answer anything about the last story. It's just more of a segue. Oh, you're talking about the CFTC segue. thing? Yeah. <laughs> well, if something happens to all those refugees' data, who, who, who does the media yeah, blame for Who's it? guilty? Who? Well, the CFTC has weighed in <laughs> on remember, this. Remember the Syrian image of the dead boy on the beach? That's not funny. But, but like, Why imagine, are you laughing at uh, that? But imagine if they have something like that, but, oh, it was Ethereum. Yeah, was a, I, like, I like the idea of Ethereum causing... No, I don't like that idea, but, like, it could. Ethereum could cause death. Yeah. It's like a cancer. Ethereum could kill babies. It could. Syrian Smart baby. contract babies. <laughs> um, the CFTC has weighed in on who is responsible if your smart contract goes awry. Yeah. Who is it, Sean? It's, it's possibly. You. It, it's you. It's possibly the developers. The developers. Right? That's amazing. I think that that's kind of crazy. That's, that's, that's a weird thing. Uh, what do you what do you think about that? Because I think I think uh, Drew Hinkle did the Holocaust Snyder way way in. He on the did, show. yeah. Uh, uh, today on Twitter, uh, yeah. today a CFTC official suggested that devs may be liable for crimes committed u- using their code. And I, I I actually like 
admire the CFTC's thinking on this. I've been listening to this podcast called First Mondays, which is about the Supreme Court, and it's fun to listen to the nuance that they throw around with ideas. And I, I felt very much like that was what the CFTC had done here, was that they were asking the question, who's responsible, and trying to come up with sort of a good legal reason why, you know, because someone's responsible if something gets hacked. Is it the person uh, who, who decided to put their money into the contract because they were stupid, or was it the person who developed the fa faulty contract? And it's financial liability. So, like, I think, I think uh, Hinkle Jew has it correct. He says that there's a collision here of First Amendment rights, in that code is free speech, contract disclaimers and licenses, and three, imposed tort duties. So essentially, the fact that code is speech, which I think it is, uh, the fact that in some ways you're calling this a smart contract, it is a contract of sorts, apparently, which I think Vitalik came out this week saying that he regrets calling them that. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> because it's a liability. You didn't think about that, did you, Vitalik, you idiot? <laughs> and three, imposed tort. So who's the tort being the wrongdoing, uh, you know, the, the thing that is suable? Who did, who did, who wronged whom? Who wronged whom? And it could be that the person that wronged Yume, get it? Yume? Yeah. Yume? Yeah. Uh, the person that wronged Yume, when you put your money into a smart contract, is the person who wrote a shitty smart contract. So that's scary for developers of Ethereum products. Yeah. <laughs> good, good job. Code <laughs> is law. <laughs> Code is law. <laughs> Until the courts get involved. Yeah. Then law is law. Well, I guess I guess they'll have to use that crypto kitty money for their legal bills. Yeah. Uh, it's also like, I guess smart contracts just you know fall back on regular contract law. Yeah. Like, which. If that's one opinion coming from a CFTC commissioner, does that mean that that will influence what the law might actually end up being? Yeah, maybe. Probably. We'll see. I'm which sure it does. I mean, we, that's, they're a regulatory agency, so which like, they if, have influence if, on what the law actually and is if we're talking and how about, it's interpreted. If we're talking about whatever application on Ethereum, you lose money through it. Yeah. Uh, well, what happens when like people lose money on Ethereum like as a whole? Like. Well, I think that like, that's like my where, guess, where my does guess the liability is, where does so, the liability so go here's up what the I'm chain? Wondering. I, th I feel like I feel like Vitalik is largely responsible for every single person who's been hacked in these smart contracts. Mm -hmm. um, I think that that could be a very simple finding. And I think given this ruling, I think the CFTC may have known that, and maybe that's why they came out with that previous sort of statement about it being decentralized, So because it would be unreasonable to blame Vitalik for everything that's happened so far. Because most, I, I got to say, most of these hacks have have been due to like, weird overflow problems and stuff like that that are in the code that are endemic to the language itself. Mm -hmm. So who's responsible when the language itself is the thing that fucked up? Mm. So like it's actually on, it's on the fact that like on the solidity language. I, I think that a lot of these have been, right? They've been solidity problems. Well, like wasn't the DAO and the, well, basically, and, and uh, that's what and that's what this thing that's what this report would suggest. So like because it was a like the the the, the well, I think the report the suggests that the person who like wrote the solidity code itself, mm. but not the the person who developed literal solidity or the people. Right, but because they wrote solidity code if you developed on solidity and said here's the contract I developed on this shitty protocol, mm. like I don't know. Or I mean, something else written in C++ or something. Yeah, but Solidity is different because it was inadvised, ill-advised. And uh, 
I think that I think that it's hard to say. Like, I don't know what you would do. Like, there were so many people telling Vitalik publicly that it was ill-advised, and they they wrote this code. It's shitty code. It's a shitty language. Plenty of people have come out and talked about it. They haven't really done anything to fix it because they can't. So whose fault is it? Because that was that was done with full and prior knowledge. Mm. I think the final story we have today is uh, that Donald Trump beat Stormy Daniels in court. Hard. I think it's only on one count. Um, but Stormy Daniels has been ordered to pay Trump's legal fees, which is hilarious because I think that what that means is Trump gets a large portion of the money he paid her to keep silent back. <laughs> so it worked out for him. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think. And I, I also I heard someone else say this, uh, which is really funny, that there were a lot of people who donated to Stormy Daniels because uh, they, they wanted her to get Trump. So that means like like Kathy Gifford or whatever her name is, the redhead. Oh, Kathy Lee Gifford. Yeah. And, uh, and, and so like now her. Trump gets their money. Right, they're like, hey, they're, all, they're, all <laughs> they're paying for Trump's legal bills. Yeah, <laughs> the money goes back to Trump. Yeah, yeah. That's so that's funny. a that's a giant own. Well, I like that. It's also like it's a win. It's also for him. The Democrats are maybe really, not for the country, but for Trump, it is. They've come after him with these like points of like, oh, we're going to get you here, we're going to get you there, and like he seems so untouchable at this apart. point. I'm, yeah, it's he's he is he has been unstoppable lately with the wins. Yeah. Oh, the other one too is uh. The cases against Weinstein falling apart. Oh, well, we only one that. has so one far. Has, one has, right? Um, I'm, I'm curious about that. I, the second one, but I, it, I maybe one and a half. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I I don't know. Like th- that's a weird situation because I think that everyone kind of assumes that he's just like going to jail. But we'll see. That may change. That'd be weird. It's like that'd be fucking weird. It's the left given given the presumptiveness of like his guilt. Mm. But I, I don't know. But like the, the thing here, the Stormy Daniels thing is interesting because like so so it's rare that someone gets legal fees, right? Okay. The reason that the reason that Trump got legal fees in this case is because his they 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 hit uh, Stormy Daniels with something called I guess an anti-slap uh, statute or something like that, and and basically what happens is you sort of like. Stop the trial real quick. Stop stop the proceedings, and you you have to like the other side has to prove basically that they have caught or that they have sort of standing in this case, and if they don't, it, it basically gets thrown out, and you automatically get attorney's fees. So I guess not every state has it, but I guess Texas and California do, and a number of others. Um, and it's a, it's an interesting an interesting clause, and was invoked in this case, and they won. Hmm. Trump won. It was basically shown that she's, I think, trying to use litigation to silence him, I think, is the idea. So, like, the litigation is, like, a certain intent that... Yeah, that, that this is right. clearly litigation for the sake of litigation. Mm. Um, SLAP, S-L-A-P-P, a strategic lawsuit against public participation. So, how can, she, how, how can she slap? How? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she can't. There's an anti-slap law. Well... And with that, so Sean. So pussy past the night. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sean, uh, where can people find you? You can find me on Cam 4, uh, showing off my elliptic curves. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, that's, a, that's a good point. Or the Ethereum Plus coin do. Yeah, I'm an Ethereum Plus. So I'm on Twitter as John Seth. And that's about it, really, frankly, lately. I've uh, kind of been retreating back into a cubbyhole. Uh, I'm sorry that we didn't get, get a show out last week. Um, we just didn't want to do one. So, you know, that's yeah. why. 
<laughs> All right. Other than that, we'll be back next week, probably. This is John's the chunk it up the deuce of the south. The masses end to go in peace. St. Catherine, pray for us.